Solid State Radio. Oh my god, I love it. I love it, baby. Oh, uh, the things that you guys won't hear, but we get to hear, are fantastic. You know, it's a different realm of everything. <laughs> always, always. Man, we should do... Well, no. We do it like a behind-the-scenes every friggin' episode. It's like, <laughs> oh, this is happening. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, crap. But they can't listen for it because they don't have the headphones in. So, so you right. know, it comes yeah. in hot. Like, whoa, eardrums blasted. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you think they, one, just... one muff goes out, it starts crackling, <laughs> and you're like, what is this? What is going on? But you right. guys can't, you can't hear it, so we'll, you get spared. Oh, you look, get spared. Look at oh, there. oh, my goodness. So good. <sighs> hey, everybody. How is everyone doing today? Oh, hopefully we're all doing good. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I am your host, Adam the Goat Boy Luthi, and in studio with me is my co-host, Gator Grant. Hi. You're Yay. listening to Open for Discussion. <laughs> we, you are, all right? It's like another local radio show, but more edgy and dudes. <laughs> more edgy <laughs> and dudes. <laughs> that's, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. We're going to put that on a shirt. Yes. <laughs> it's it's another local radio station, except more, uh, you know. More edgy with dudes. Dudes. Yeah, which we still haven't found anybody that can make us t-shirts. Dudes with beards. Right, yeah, epic beards. Epic beards. They're not going away anytime soon. No, no, no. I I have moments. I have moments <laughs> where it tickles me in weird ways, and, and you're like, ah, I'm about done with this thing. It's it's like sleep related. I'm a side sleeper, so like as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it crawls up and you're like, what is this? And you're like, oh, yeah, I've got a, as my dad would call it, a dead animal on your face. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, see, my dad doesn't anymore. Um, I mean, he used to try to give me crap about a big beard when I had one back in the day. Mm-hmm. And um, I found this picture of him when he was like my age. And it's like the only family photo they have kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. It's like, you don't get to talk crack to me anymore whatsoever. He had hair that was longer than mine at the time, and his beard was about twice as long as mine was. I, well, and he's like, yeah, I trimmed like three inches off for that photo. I'm like, then don't come after me. No. Like, you no. don't get to. Mine was a time thing. <laughs> well, ours is too. Uh, but no, it's, you know, my dad gave up on any of that. He doesn't really care. He makes his little jokes and stuff, but he stopped caring after he stopped talking to me for like the month when I had the double mohawk. Okay. That was that was the, uh, the final straw as far as him going like, <laughs> I really care. After that point, I'm like, I think you just went, he's going to do what he's going to do. Right. He's going to be him. And there's yeah. not much we can do about it at this point. But I, on, uh, just like you, I saw a picture of my dad, you know, and he had like the long hair. And I was like, who's Jesus there in the picture? See, that's <laughs> the thing is like my dad's was. It was very much like the Jesus look. You, well, I, that was the, that was, I mean, I'm assuming your dad is close to my dad's age or similar in age range. Oh, let's see. He'll be 67 this year. Yeah. So my dad's yeah. like 64. So. Okay. So yeah, right in the same realm. Yeah. 
Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brown, flowing Brown, hair. long hair. Yeah, and it had, like, the slight, like, rain or, like, waterfall curl to it. He, well, my dad has the same hair I have, so there's no waterfall curl. Oh, so it was just that straight. It. It was just straight. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I ended up having, I, I have my dad's hair yeah. is what I've learned, but not really. Like it's it's <laughs> weird. Really. It's weird. Like okay, so like my brother, which we saw in here, you know, weeks ago, yeah, months yeah. ago, you know, he is a spitting image of my dad. Like okay. it's it's crazy. Okay, but like when he grows his hair out, it looks like ratty and long. Oh, you know that okay. kind of thing. Yeah. And when I do, like. I have when I when I've grown my hair out completely, like you've seen it a couple times oh, yeah. anyway, when like long enough for a ponytail and stuff like that. Nine times out of ten when someone comes up, they're just like, Wow, that's really pretty. <laughs> you know, it's got that slight curl yeah. to it. It's just it looks really nice. And minimal effort on my part. <laughs> I, I will say that like when I went and got my hair cut, there was like a couple of the older ladies that were in there and they're like, Oh, his hair is so beautiful. Right, yeah. And it's just like uh, uh, Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't mean I want to keep it. I don't like it. I want it gone. Right. So yeah. See yours though, like when it gets long anyway, because it's just straight. It like is. It, it is, is just, just straight. Yeah. Heavy straight hair kind of thing. Yeah. And lots of it. Right. Like, it would take, maintenance-wise, not really that much comparatively. Like, long hair for you wouldn't take too much to keep... Dude, I ran a comb through it every other day. Exactly. (laughs) See, and mine, on the other hand, it's so, like, it's not thin because there's no... Okay. You know how people say, I have thick hair, I have thin hair? No, you yeah. don't. You just have more or you have less. That's all well, it that's is. that's what that means. Right. And I have a lot of it. Yes, you so do. So I have thick hair, <laughs> but like... Right. Very... It's just a lot of hair. <laughs> you know, and Sweet. mine gets knotted up really oh, easily, yeah. like... You're you know. with the brush, you're like, you're like one of those Disney princesses looking in the mirror. <sighs> no, I don't look in the mirror. When I had the long hair, which I'm probably going to get there again i'll be okay. honest with you i kind of miss fair. it a little bit and the top is a bit longer now so yeah, it's I like yeah i'm going for it whatever okay, well, why not? but it's just when you brush it you just go okay. like don't stop don't get like oh there's a tangle or no just go straight through that crap because it's gonna suck there's no getting around it it's just gonna suck but if you just go quick and you don't wait like you just get through it and you're fine yeah, no, I don't have, like I said, mine was, I took a comb and just went, whoosh, yeah, whoosh. yeah, so, no, it's super easy. Yeah, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I can go out and then like the sunshine and a light breeze, mm-hmm. and man, it's just gorgeous. It's gorgeous. <laughs> I look like a, I look like a mess because the breeze will just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I see like my daughter's hair, uh-huh. like she doesn't want to cut it because she wants to be a Disney princess. Wow. And so she's got hair that's already like halfway down her back. Okay. Long, long hair, but she has mine. Oh, no. She gets out of the shower or, you know, whatever, and, like, we have to condition her hair because if you don't, you can't brush it. No. You just can't. Dude, I have have the perfect straight hair, right? And I have to put conditioner in my hair to, like, you know, comb it or whatever. It was super easy, but I did it, like, once where I just put the the poo in, you know? Oh, yeah. And (laughs) you put the poo in, (laughs) and you you start going through, and it's just like, oh, it, it does get tangled. It is. It is a possibility, so... That's yeah. a weird thing. I don't know. Long hair. Glad we, it's gone. Which I've learned something else, too, Uh-oh. for you guys at home that do have long hair. Yes. And, you know, when we use a brush, 
Okay, like anybody uses a brush anyway. I'm going to use a pen as an example. Okay. We use it, and like the brush head is here. And when we comb, we go sideways, right? Or brush it, we go sideways with it. Okay. I, I don't, I've never used a brush for oh, my okay. hair. Well, most people will hold it and then they go sideways when they brush because that's just what it feels natural to do. Sure. Incorrect. Oh. Believe it or not, if you go up and down like this and instead of turning it, but you actually keep it up and down, it's designed to go that way. Oh. Which blows my mind. Because when I heard it, I was like, "That that's crap. It's a brush. I don't, I, there's no way that's the truth. Yeah. I did it on my daughter's hair. And it was like night and day difference. It was <laughs> unbelievable. I, I just, I love the idea of you being like that. And we're going to do your hair because you're totally that dad. Oh, right? yeah. You are, yeah. You're that guy. I'm going to try. Like, I can't braid for crap. And but you would. If you could figure it out, though. Oh, I mean, I can. I'm just not good at yeah, it. That's yeah. all. But, but, I mean, if yeah. you could get, like, super proficient in it. Oh, yeah, dude. You'd totally do it. You'd, you'd yeah. be that guy. All day. Are you kidding? Who doesn't <laughs> want to be the dad that can, like, braid his daughter's hair in 20 minutes? I don't have a daughter, so I don't know. Well, I mean, if, if you have a daughter and you're a dad, who yeah. doesn't want to be the dad that can? Uh, manly man dad. No, that makes you even more manly man. Uh, this is that thing, man. Like, don't no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm making a point. Right. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm making a point. You know, the manly man dad. Okay, like the ones that are like, oh, I'm a man, and she's got to learn how to do this and that, buddy. If you ain't the softest cookie when it comes to your daughter, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. I don't know. I don't get it. Like you, it's just she has that pull. She has that way to break through whatever, you know, steel girdled gates you have on feelings she's the one that can get through it yeah and she can i mean she's really good at it and she knows how i feel i, do, I feel bad for anybody that ends up like with me and then we have children or whatever because <laughs> i am totally the dad where like the mom comes home and walks in and she's just like i thought dinner was supposed to be like started or whatever and i'm in a box fort like with the, the helmet <laughs> on going What's the password? <laughs> I didn't get around to it. We're fighting off barbarians. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to get yelled at a lot. That's my future. <laughs> see, I, I, oh, let's see here. Megan but, says, when I was a kid, I would wake up with giant knots in my hair. One time my mom was gone and my dad was so close to cutting it out. It hurts so bad. Oh, no. That sucks. It, it does. does. It's a real thing, though. Like... There are, in my opinion, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, there's two types of people in this world or whatever, but oh, yeah. <laughs> there are two types of people ah. that exist in the world of long hair. There are those that can brush it without any problems and it just flows right through and everything's fine. And he's sitting right there. And this guy. Yeah. And then there's another, the other side of that coin are the people like me where I can take a 20 minute nap and wake up and it looks like a hamster made a house in the back <laughs> of my head. Don't get me wrong. It's very easy for because like I get bedhead like crazy. I right. have these cowlicks that are insane. You found the cowlicks, yeah, so you know. But that just it moves the hair up, but you don't get like this knot nah. where it's like a little leprechaun sat there and just tied all your hair in knots. <laughs> I just wake up and look like I've been on like a meth binge for days. Uh, that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all have those moments. And... I, I, have you ever woken up? And you, does your beard move, or does it keep like that the shape that it's in right now? Oh, it moves, but I also wear a mask while I sleep. Okay. And yeah. so it holds kind of the majority of it down. I about but that, yeah. 
here's the fun part because of the straps on it the sides will go whoop <laughs> oh i'm well aware yeah. that's my life so, at work with the the oh the mask yeah. yeah exactly and so like my my goatee will stay down yeah and everything's fine there but the sides look like um you know those like people where they go into beard competitions yeah, and yeah, they like raleigh fingers sort oh, of thing gosh yeah. it's like i wake up and look in the mirror and go, i can't go to work like that i'm going to whoville <laughs> right <laughs> i uh no i wake up and it's sideways Okay. Like legitimately, because I said sleep out by side, right? So right. like this whole thing will be smushed and off to the side. And yeah. It'll stay that way because I slept that way for eight exactly. hours. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, oh man, it's a nuts time. I always have to shower. So, um. Well, I've I've found a new favorite thing though. Like I forgot what it was like because I've had my beard short for so long. Yeah. That now that it's a little bit longer, I was working outside the other day when it was like super windy, <laughs> yeah. like crazy windy, and so like I'm working. And the wind's blowing. Number one, I had to pull, like, gravel out of my beard. Oh. I didn't even get on the ground. Oh. Like, I was standing. The wind was blowing hard enough that it was throwing sand into my beard. But what I remember now, and I was like, oh, yeah, that feels cool, is when the wind blows hard enough that it parts the beard. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it's such a I weird can't explain I, it. You can't. You can't <laughs> explain it. It's such a weird thing because uh, I've I've never had it anywhere near this long right like anywhere near. yeah like you're I, already I at my, a pb right now yeah i had my chin strap like <laughs> where it was somewhat long in college for like a little bit but yeah nothing like this yeah this nothing is, like full mountain man oh dude it's, it's an interesting <laughs> time it's different i uh i you know i got up i got dressed i walked out and i looked at Corey today and i was like if i walked out in 1997 right now i'd fit right in right <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the pinnacle of 90s right now. You know, if it was, like, the beard is the only thing that, like, resembles this era more. Yeah, because the beard wasn't a big deal back no, then. Like, it was no it was the chin strap. Yeah, the chin strap or whatever, but, like... Or just the goatee. Yeah. Like, that would have been a Which look. Which is what I normally have. So, right, you know, yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm pretty sure this shirt is from the '90s. Probably, I'm, I think I've had it since seventh grade. <laughs> I'm about to say it looks like a straight '90s band T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, I call it my Green Day shirt, the uh, "When I Come Around" shirt. Uh, yeah, it, see, I I don't see it as much as Green Day as I do like, um, like Matchbox. I, I you, could see a match. Have you, I, have you seen the "When I Come Around" video? I haven't. You went well, look at it. It's the and same it's shirt. shirt. It is the same <laughs> shirt. It's there's orange in the Green Day one a little bit where the stripes <laughs> are, but hey, whatever. Anyway, we we're diverting but here. We're thinking go about bands. Thinking about bands. We are going to move on because we're going to talk about music and the music that you guys would hate to be stuck in a room with. Yep. You know, and this came across because last week we talked about a lady who was in a Shrek nightmare. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, that's got to be a question we ask. Absolutely. Yeah. Because one of the alternatives to the Shrek nightmare was that the cat would only listen to All Star by Smash Mouth. And I'm like, ooh, 24-7 of All Star? That would be a tough go around. Right. So what would be like the your, your constant living hell of this song being played right. over and over and over again in the room and for you know you retail workers i, I apologize. you know what it's like already yes same with restaurant workers uh-huh. like servers that's the one positive to being in the kitchen is you don't hear the radio out there yeah but th- i did have another instance with this throughout this week though i've been re- oh, okay. i've been rewatching the walking dead uh-huh like 
I the later or like the newest seasons and stuff. I haven't watched them, and it sucks because I want to see the end of this story because I've watched it since the beginning. Yeah, you you kind of want to see how it wraps I mean, up. I even need to know how it, it ends. Does suck. Yeah, I I mean I know that it's gone off and it's not that great anymore, but I have to know how it finishes. Well, yeah, it was like uh, when I started watching Dexter or whatever, and I right. was so late to the game, and people were like, "You're not gonna like the ending. You're not gonna like the ending." Right. I'm like, well, I gotta figure it. It out. doesn't matter. I, I need to know. know. I have to. I invested. Yeah. I invested time. Right. So I'm rewatching it, and um, I'm watching the season right now, and I don't know if you've watched no, any I don't watch of it. it. At all. Okay. Well, there's the season I'm in. There, like the main bad guy is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He plays Negan. Okay, no, I know about that. The yeah. baseball bat guy. Yeah, yeah, leather jacket, baseball bat, all that. Well, he takes Daryl, who is Norman Reedus. Yeah. He takes him um, as like a captive kind of thing for a bit. And they try like mental breaking him. I don't... Like, Norman Reedus is a cool guy. He's a good support actor. Yeah, he's not the greatest actor <laughs> no, in the he's world. He's a good support actor. But it's the, it's the weirdest thing because, like, I'll hear girls will be like, "Oh, that guy, he's so he's so good looking," and I'll look at him and I'm like, "It looks like a drowned rat." Yeah, he's not. He looks, he looks like a drowned rat. No, and, and I his mean, hair is pure grease. Right, but here's the thing: is in this show, like, this is a a role, like yeah, a TV. It's, it's a role made for him. Oh, I'm absolutely. telling you, it's unbelievable because well, his character is the only one that isn't a part of the canon. Right, it's a, it's a made up character it was a made completely up character for him. <laughs> yeah, um, original anyway. Yeah. Okay. There's been more characters made. No, I'm sure. That, but yeah, because it's gone on for exactly. 20 years. Right. <laughs> but this character, it's made for a guy like Norman Reedus on the sole fact that there's not a whole lot of talking. Like as far as like, there's no monologues and stuff like that. The how you make a good Keanu Reeves movie. Exactly. Listen, I like Keanu. He's like a patron saint, right? But right. There's a reason why John Wick is a good movie and the other ones aren't. Right. <laughs> That's, that is exactly what it comes down to. Hey, you got a guy who looks kind of tough and edgy and can play a good action role? Sure. Is he good at acting? No. Don't make him speak. Well, and like even in John Wick, though, like there's one session where he has kind of like a monologue, and it's in the first one. Sure. And it's that whole like, you know, people keep asking me if I'm back. And I don't know what <laughs> goes on. And he goes, yeah, I think I'm back. <laughs> it's right. like, oh, buddy. <sighs> like, you tried to get there so hard. Like, you gave it everything. Not everybody has the range that Cage yeah. does. That's the truth. <laughs> that is the absolute <laughs> truth. But so I'm rewatching it, though. And, like, the what they're doing to mentally break this guy yeah, yeah. is they're keeping him in a cell and they play the same song Ooh. over and over and over. What's the song? Easy Street. Okay. And it's one I had never heard before. Interesting. And I'm telling you, like, if you hear it, it's, it's a lot like that, the song that never ends type thing. Right. Whereas which, you hear it the first time, you're like, oh, that's catchy. That's cool. And then, like, the third time, you're like, shut this off. I can't take it. The love of God. Yeah. No, the, um, this is, and this is why I made. This is why I had to add details into this question. Right. Because you cannot have children's songs in there because, yes, they're inherently annoying. Right. You can't have Christmas songs in there because we all go through Christmas hell starting in October now. Um, you, you can't have, you know, the, the religious stuff, it, it's more of just, it, yeah. Different people have different thoughts. I didn't want to enter that realm. And Let's see the, if uh, I can get this. I don't know if it's going to work. 
The last one, though, was just that it couldn't be an artist because I didn't want people to take the easy way out. And I said this last week. Remember? Do you remember my specific thing last week? The, um, the rules for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No religious, no Christmas music. Um, no children's music. No children's songs. And it has to be a song, not the artist. Like, right. Not you, can't, you can't blanket statement anybody. Right. Right. And I used a specific band of who not to blanket statement. Which was, of course, Nickelback. Right. Because that's the big one. And someone did it anyway! Of course they did. <laughs> okay. We're on easy street. Oh, Jesus. Yeah! It's a toe tapper. All right. <laughs> what a bop. Hey! They play it probably 15 times in the episode. <laughs> I'm not kidding. By the end, you are ready to just oh throw things by the end of it. You're like, I can't take this anymore. There, There's an anime series that I watch where there is an arc in it. Okay. You know, and they play the same episode uh, eight times. Oh, no. That's part of the arc. Like, that's they, they do it. They made a graphic novels, okay, before this. Right. And in the graphic novels, they made like eight novels where there'd be like slight differences where the person realizes that he's on repeat. Oh, that's tricky. Well, okay, so the first time I watched this, I was stoned out of my mind in college. Oh, you're freaking out. I'm like, did I click the same video? (laughs) What is this? Who am I being punked? And like, I had to, you know, I think I was like three episodes in before I finally kicked in. Yeah, it's the same episode, just little. Differences. It'd be like at the end of the episode where he's just like, huh, today felt weird. And that would be the little difference. Oh, that's cool, though. Like, that's, it's that's very a slick meta. idea. It's a very weird yeah. meta idea. And it's really interesting. But my God. Did it take? Like, is it popular to the point where, like, tons of people have watched it to try to pick it apart? I mean, anime is a very, like, specific crowd or whatever. I know. But it's, it's a popular show. It right. More infuriates fans <laughs> oh really and the, the the like the novels or whatever yeah that one it infuriates them even more because you know you spend ten dollars on a novel and you got the same one you got <laughs> right true yeah. i mean for like one page of difference yeah ooh, but I, I could dive. see i could see something like that though being where um like there's this tear things apart like go into deep dives on what the differences mean what all to look for different angles like i could see where this becomes like a group therapy type thing there is like a basically a slow realization that the main character knows that something weird is happening okay and it's the other people there's one other person that knows that things are happening okay and that are the only other person that knows and they don't say anything, but you get like little bits and pieces. And at the end, he's like, "You relive this scenario a total of and because there's different variables too. That's right. it. That is the thing because you're replaying things. But like, you went to the there was like a fishing scene or whatever. We went fishing out of the ten million days that you lived, and it was something like that ridiculous number. He like groundhog this oh, for like geez. ten million, and it was a summer. It's an entire summer. Oh my goodness! Out of that, like we did a uh, we went fishing a total of five thousand different times, and then wow. like ten thousand times we didn't do that, but went ice skating instead. You know, something like that. Right? Yeah, found something else that you wanted to do. Weird, weird stuff, right? But yeah, yeah, I could so playing things on repeat and going through that, dude, it's insane. It would drive you insane. And if you're in a different state of mind, man, it really trips you out. Right. 
Like, uh, I mean, my favorite will always be the I'm just sitting here watching airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> that that has a special home. I will love that forever. And for those of you that don't know, we made a filled up an entire compact disc. Yeah, we made a CD for an old roommate. That was one song. Like, I think we could fit it 23 times, I think, 22 yeah, times. Something like that. Yeah, that's all we did. And as like a parting gift. Here you go, man. And it was just that song over and over again, because that's all he listened to. It was just that over and over and over again. Right. Which I still... I think, I mean, he liked it. He but did, I think no. But I think by like the fourth song, he he got what we did. No, he didn't figure, but he, he took four songs. It's right. <laughs> he was like, I'm good with this three times. This is great. It's <laughs> like, well, great. what about seven? This has been awesome. <laughs> right. What about 23, bud? Um, but no, I mean, I didn't have too many comments on it, so I'm just going to read them. Go ahead, Because man. that's easier. But um, Bob Dylan, Just Like a Woman. Oh, uh, you know, and I get it. I get anybody like who puts you could put any Bob Dylan song in there. Yeah, and that's that fair. one is interesting because I feel like there are worse ones than that one. Probably, I've the, never actually. I don't think I've truly sat down to listen to it. So, I, I love Dylan, mm-hmm. but it's it's anything. Like if you love uh, I, people, love Jack White around here a lot, right? Oh yeah, big name in Michigan. Can't stand him. Absolutely that's hate fair. him. Hate his music. Yeah, see, I I don't mind him. I don't like his sister. She's not good. Well, he's a very talented musician. He is un- he is incredibly well, talented. An incredibly talented musician. I cannot stand his voice. That's fair. Just, and that's that's it. You know, it's same thing. Uh, that's how people feel about Bob Dylan. Yeah. Incredibly talented musician. Can't stand his voice. Well, it's Billy like, Corgan. It's like, uh, who plays the guitar for um, Ozzy Osbourne now? Uh, Zach Wilde. Zach Wilde and Black Label Society. Well, that's the thing. Zach Wilde, incredibly talented musician. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When he tries to sing, like, buddy, there's a reason that you should just play guitar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he's a, he's a, cool, he's a cool guy. He is. He's a cool guy. Um, next so, one yeah. was It's a Small World After All. Oh, God. I don't know if that fits into the kids' song category or not. It's it's teeter. It, it, it is a little bit of a teeter, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll give you that. Another one, I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drum all day. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And then uh, the first six seconds of I Feel Fine by the Beatles. Okay. The first six seconds, which I think we can do that. Hang on. Well. I, I need to know what the first six seconds are. No, I like it. See, that's not I like bad. It. That's not no, bad. I can deal with that. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, I, so <laughs> mine took off. Thankfully, though, he he put the link in there for me, so I oh, could perfect. easily grab it. It was like, oh, you get how this works. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Right, making it easy on us. Um, you got more? No, that was it. I didn't have too many. What yet. about uh? What about the page? Oh, hang on. I'll I got a bunch. I got a bunch. Okay. So, I mean, we're going to have to take a break before this. So. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, we can get through a couple anyway. Josh Brown went through his big one, which is Make a Wish by Brian oh, Wilson. This one showed well. up before. He's talked about this before. Oh, we did have a few on here. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, Barbie Girl. I, can you imagine? I, that, can you that's, imagine? That's a really good answer. That is hell. Right. Um, who Let the Dogs Out? 
that we did live that hell. We if did. you've ever gone to a sporting event within the, after that song came if out. If you are between the ages of 35 and 28, you've been through that hell. Yes. <laughs> okay. It was called the radio. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, uh, my mom, 8675309. I could see it. Another good one. But it gets, I love that. Like, but I can you imagine? Right. I'd be in a room, 8675309. Uh, Ozzy uh, says uh, "Gigantic" by the Pixies. Yeah, that was that was hilarious because <laughs> I, I had to confirm because he put the song and I'm like, "There's oh, a, there's a few of these." Okay, and so like I looked it up and the Pixies song came up and I'm like, "Whoa, that's out of left." And, you know, so <laughs> for I, him though, that makes perfect sense. Well, I got a hold of him and I was like, "Just you know, why why that?" Right. And he's like, "You don't remember that playing all the time?" And I'm like, "No, I've never heard this song before." <laughs> and he's just like, "I don't know how you missed it, but it is awful." <laughs> oh, um, another one. Brandy says, "Cotton Eye Joe." Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yep. like the wedding hell song. It is. Um, her husband Richard. What? <laughs> I could get that. I could, I really can. Yeah. And then we did have uh, Paul Beard. Obviously, he did not follow the rules and he said anything sung by the appallingly talentless celine dion and uh right is is that her did she do that one yeah yeah Yeah, i think so or no i don't know anymore anymore. either way you just made all of canada hate you yeah yeah, (laughs) you just talked bad about canada sweetheart right and then uh shannon says i got my new shoes on okay which all of these I'm on board with. I don't know Gigantic by the Pixies. It's not good. I wouldn't imagine. Um, they did Where Is Your Mind, and that's. let's leave it at that. Okay. Um, the only one that I'm a little off on, and it's because you didn't follow the rules, is you can't just claim an artist. That We've talked about you that. That's not fair. No, because a, a giant embodied... Like it's so what is, the person that picked Bob Dylan, They I know they could have picked any Bob Dylan song. Right, but they I picked a specific... I know it's not that specific one. Right, but they, they did. They did, which follows the rules. Exactly. Because, you know... That's the point. Play by the rules! <laughs> I, I may... I make stipulations for a reason because right. <laughs> I have to be specific. Otherwise, we'll just get people that go, I hate Nickelback. I hate this. Well, I hate that's, that. that's a fun portion. We have to take a break. Well, we do have we to do. take a break. We do. We're at that time. Oh, I've got God. an entire list to get through, and I yeah. want to hit yours. I want to hit mine, and then I want to talk about those blunt things you people say because, God bless it, the world's pretty goddamn blunt. <laughs> it can be at times. <laughs> you listen to Open for Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. We'll be back right after this. Stick around. Tattoos are more than art. They tell a story, your story. And Beyond the Chair Tattoo Studio in Shelby Township understands that. Whether it's your first tattoo or your 10th, a touch-up or a cover-up, Beyond the Chair is here to help you express yourself. And their five-star rating shows they've got the skills to do that better than anyone else. Beyond the Chair also offers body piercing. You can walk right in or set up an appointment. Give their artist a call at 586-799-7293. Beyond the Chair is located on Van Dyke Avenue, just south of 21 Mile in Shelby Township. Hi, my name is Zach Willett, and I work at Woodship's Real American Barbecue in downtown Lapeer. We serve delicious, scratch-made food that we're proud of, from our slow-smoked meats to our hand-cut fries. We work hard to make sure you get the very best. We want everyone who walks through our door to enjoy our amazing barbecue and have the kind of service that makes you feel like family. So come on in and let us serve you a great experience. Wood Chips, your everyday family barbecue. 
Welcome to Historic Lapeer. Named for the stone that lined the bed of our river, we are a vibrant small town where our residents proudly walk in the footsteps of fur traders and natives. We are born with an independent spirit, and that spirit has lived with us from the early days of dueling courthouses to the east-west rivalries of dueling high schools. We are an unusual oasis, close enough to be truly connected, far enough to be a place apart. We are proud of our past and excited for our future, from our cool new businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, and boutiques, to the huge support for the theater and the arts. We invite you to discover this place we call home, discover why we say Historic Lapeer, remarkably close. You just can't keep a good show down. The Sessions Concert Series is back. How you doing? This is Adam from Solid State Sessions, and on Saturday, March 27th, I'll be hosting the Sessions Concert Series. It's all taking place at the Corona Road Bar in Flint. On stage are two great bands that I play on Sessions, from Metro Detroit, the Stepmothers, and from Saginaw, the Screaming Casanovas. The show starts at 6, and the bands play till 9. So get out to the Corona Road Bar in Flint on March 27th to check out the Stepmothers and the Screaming Casanovas. Support local music. Hey everybody, this is the hitman Brett Fortney. And I'm Todd Gilbert. Join us every Wednesday night exclusively on Solid State Radio for Hanging with the Hitman. Every week we'll be discussing music, movies, pop culture, current events, basically anything that's going on or anything that comes to mind. So turn it up, come hang with us. There's no better place to hang than with the hitman. Available exclusively on SolidStateRadio.net or the Solid State Radio app. Available on all Android and iOS devices. Swiftla Technology is a Flint-based engineering services company focused on helping you design a technical solution to your business needs. We offer prototype and proof-of-concept services to help you evaluate your idea or workforce augmentation to help you make your idea a reality. Specializing in electronics and software, our team is ready to help you figure out what to build and then help you build it. Find out more at swiftlet.technology. Salem here. Join me every Saturday on SolidStateRadio.net and every Thursday on Spock Rock Radio for Blank Generation. Punk, metal, weirdness, and all kinds of mayhem. See you there, 6 p.m. Saturday. When you want to unwind, Cascade and Lounge in Metamora has everything you need. Hot food, cold drinks, kino, six pool tables, pinball, darts, air hockey. For the musicians, every Thursday night is open mic night. Then on the weekends, Cascadens has the best bands around lighting up their stage. Cascaden Lounge is located at 4099 South Lapeer Road in Metamora. Give them a call at 810-678-2116. That's 810-678-2116. You deserve to relax, and now you know the place. Cascaden Lounge. Hey, it's the Goat Boy from Open for Discussion, a show where we give the best and worst unsolicited advice. Every week, we ask our audience questions and scour the internet for funny, relatable, and thought-provoking advice that we break down. Ever wanted to know if you're the a-hole in a situation? We got you covered. Join Gator and I every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. for witty banter, insightful conversation, and a general hodgepodge of a good time. Only on SolidStateRadio.net. If you like live music, and I mean really like live music, then you'll like Corona Road Bar in Flint. The CRB has featured live rock for decades with no plans on slowing down. Great drink prices and a warm atmosphere will give you the best live music experience. You'll find the CRB at 3110 Corona Road in Flint. Here's what's going on this weekend at Corona Road Bar. 
Live music is back at the CRB. Join us on Thursdays for Jam Night. Then come out on Fridays and Saturdays for live music from 7 to 10. More info on Facebook at facebook.com slash Bar. You'll know in a second. I'll be coming home. Hey everybody, welcome back to Open for Discussion. We are in the middle of talking about the songs that you would hate to be stuck in a room where it's on repeat for 24 hours or just, just constantly going, because let's be honest. like I fought every intention of playing one of those songs. <laughs> I know. I, was, I wanted to. In fact, to. I was going to encourage it for a second. Yeah, I because... wanted to play like... Um, easy street <laughs> yeah just to be that guy but then i was like no no no. i don't like i can't i can't i can't stand I can't it. it i can't yeah. do it so going through my list you got josh brown had the make a wish by brian wilson and he's talked about this before he has a disdain for this song unlike anybody i've ever heard make a wish by brian wilson it's bad I've, I've looked it up, I've listened to it, and I agree full-heartedly that this is awful. It is an awful song. Okay. Is there one on your list that you don't know? Um, I... Ooh. No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> about to say, I know that's like... I, I looked them all up, like, when I didn't know a song. Oh, see, and here's one that I think would work, because... I don't think that that's one I would want to listen to. It just popped up on on uh, YouTube. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me get to it. All right, well. Because you, you keep talking, but. Yeah. No, uh, the, the other guy, another guy put Mr. Sandman. Can you imagine? Mr. Sandman. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, like that would be, it would be bad. It would be really bad. Here's, uh, you're going to get in a fight with Adam. Oh, you're going to get in a fight with Adam. Oh, am I? Oh, yes. Herrock? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, what does he got? Bad to the bone. You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> That's an untouchable. Okay. No, uh, <laughs> let me get it straight, though, and let me let me set the record straight. I don't want to hear it over and over and over. No. But you can't say it's a bad song because it's you can't i don't know if he's he's trying to make that statement but that was the one he put on the list of he doesn't want to hear for yeah, 24 yeah know. here that's not it no that's not it never that's mind. all right well that, that was different. also remarkably awful yeah it was um <laughs> don't worry about that i didn't mean to do that <laughs> the, the uh mm, 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 song by the crash test dummies Okay. You know, the Campbell yep. Soup thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Tom's Diner. I don't know that one. I've probably heard it, though. It's, okay, so I'm going to take it. Like, that was Carson's, but I like it. I like Tom's the song. Tom's Diner? Yeah, I listen to the lady's voice. She's got, like, a pretty sensual-sounding voice. I like okay. it a lot. It, she's, it's in my wheelhouse. Well, there you go. I mean, it's easy listening. There's, there's another one, something Diner. And I remember my dad would make us listen to it. I think it was like every either Halloween. It's Thanksgiving. It's Alice's Thanks- restaurant. That's it. 
Yeah. It's a 16 minute song. Yeah. By Arlo Guthrie. Is it not good? I haven't listened to it in years. It's not really a song. It's just him kind of like blabbing on for 16 minutes. I used to play it on the jukebox because everyone hated me. <laughs> um, I love it. I personally, but yeah. I'm, I'm big into that. I mean, okay. my favorite comedian is Norm MacDonald. So right. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. It fits in my wheelhouse, which Let's is. Say, I remember my dad every, it was, it was Thanksgiving. He'd be like, because we would drive, we always drove to somebody's house for Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And so. Well, of course, yeah. Yeah, and I remember while we were driving, he would find the radio station that would be playing that. Yeah. Because there was one out there that would always play it. Yes, yep, it and, still is. And so he would put it on, and he's like, you have to listen to this. I'm like, why? And he goes, because this is a classic. Yeah, I remember a similar thing. My parents would always change it, but okay. I, like my dad listened to it one time, and I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> I love this. This is great. Alice's Restaurant. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to listen to it again. You can get anything you want. <laughs> and it's it's like a, it's a long, drawn-out story. It's, oh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, listen to it. Uh, Corey's got How Bizarre, but, you know. <laughs> how, how Bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> how Bizarre. And he likes that song. Oh, of course. You know, but he goes, that's the worst one to listen to. <laughs> he goes, just if it, over and over again, I'm like, no, I, I can dig it. I can dig it. So, uh, Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. Yep. I think I, I think a lot of Beatles songs fit into this, sadly. Repetitive enough. It's because the age and the popularity of them, we've already heard them thousands of times. I will I will raise you the Beatles and then take it to the step above and go the Ramones as being you do not want to listen That's to fair. Blitzkrieg Bop yeah. 24. Oh my god. Yeah, no, thank you. Repetitive. Yeah. That's where the children's songs get taken out. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, the Ramones are in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like children's music. They didn't know how to play instruments. <laughs> right, they just had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> really uh, good time. <laughs> Ali said a Taylor a Taylor the Latte Boy. And apparently this was something that her friend would play a bunch. But it's like a parody song. Taylor the Latte Boy? Yeah, it's a joke song. Uh, it, it's like that story form almost. It's, it, it's yeah, dude, it's it's a, it's a jokey thing. Um, Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Yep. See, here's the thing, is what I've learned as well is like because of certain times that I drive on regular basis, like I always drive it around this time or yeah. whatever. What I've learned is that a lot of radio stations will play the same song in the same segment area. Yeah. And just about every day, a radio station I listen to will play um, something by Ozzy or Black Sabbath at that exact time. And usually it's like um, um, Iron Man or something. And what I've learned is... Crazy Train. I can't stand it. I don't like Ozzy. It's so it's the strangest thing because there's like a couple <laughs> songs that I can listen to by him, and I'm like, dude, that right on, dude. But like Iron Man comes on, and it's like, no. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for these artists. Yeah, uh, I have a lot of respect for Ozzy. I have a lot of respect for Black Sabbath. I don't like their music, and I never have, and I never will. See, there's certain songs with um. Black Sabbath, though, like War Pigs, I think is actually pretty darn good. But that's the thing is what I've learned. It's it's the songs that aren't played all the friggin' time. I, okay, yeah, I get it. I you get know? it. I just, I have, I don't like these bands. Like, it's ACDCs it's on that list with me. I don't like ACDC. That's I don't, fair. you know, uh, <laughs> I don't like Metallica. I don't like oh, Metallica. Oh, yeah. You just made so many enemies. I do not care. That's like, 
He wow. They do a really good cover of like Tuesday's Gone. They do pretty much well and okay so i can see where you're coming from because then bands you're listing like acdc black sabbath metallica they have a specific sound that they can't get away from and i don't like that sound right they just every like you can tell it's a metallica song within 10 seconds well yeah you know hear him give me fuel give me five give me chopper chopper wow right you know i listen the guys, they're very talented. I'm very thankful well, for everything Metallica's done. Well, I'm <laughs> very thankful for everything they've done. They've opened up, they've, they've inspired other artists, they've opened yes. up doors, but my God, no. <laughs> Please, no. Yeah. Like, the moment I walk in, it's just like, let's listen to some Metallica. I'm like, ah, why am I friends with you? <laughs> um. So, yeah, yeah. I I, I I will say at times, though, and it's the same way with every band, is at times there's, a, like, this perfect moment of, oh, yeah, that fits. Oh, well, sure. You yes, know, like, I'll for when, or for whom the bell tolls. Yes. Like, there are times where yes. it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. now's the time. Hit that play button now. <laughs> We got Friday by Rebecca Black. You know, it's Friday, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's hell, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit like hell. Uh, Old Town Road. Oh, gosh. I can't. No, not anymore. My daughter was one of those that would come home after riding on the bus singing that song. And I was like, stop. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Jay Knott found a way to... to get past my buffers like okay. he technically fit what we did but he found like the exception he did the uh the cars for kids jingle so cars he, for kids he found oh. a loophole he found a loophole because you know what the you should be driving a kia from some place kia from something no that should not exist right no one should ever listen to that the moment that comes on i want to commit to i think about driving my car into the semi next to me sometimes <laughs> i it comes on i'm like i should be driving again. i should drive my car into the semi well it's the same thing like there's this uh the the company that does uh basement waterproofing yeah everybody will know it but you do you like if someone says, "Hey, who does basement waterproofing or whatever?" You'd be like, "I'm not sure," and this and that. But you know the phone number. I, I give I give props. It's the eight seven seven dry mish. Yeah, it's like ah. I, I give props to Jay Knott for finding a loophole. Right. Also doesn't count. Jingles <laughs> are worse than the kids' songs. Well, it's like uh, that one, and I remember as a kid anyway. It was a flooring company. Oh, and they had like the little animation of the old man laying floor in a house. Yeah. I can't remember what it is right now. But yeah, the little jingles, man, when they find like that earworm, they never go away. Hate them. Uh,. We, then we got the anything from Nickelback statement, which he didn't follow the rules. No, he didn't follow the rules. Liar. And then uh, my favorite, B. Mill just went totally into, uh, he goes, Eye of the Tiger. He hates Eye of the Tiger. And then he goes, or any other Tiger-related song, because he also doesn't like Holy Diver by Dio. <laughs> so. No, see, and when you say anything by Nickelback, and this is my argument every single time someone says, Anything by Nickelback isn't worth it. I can't stand it. You can't tell me that's not just a heavy... I I don't like it. (laughs) I don't. Really? Yes. But you know what I do like from them? What? This is how you remind me. That was a fantastic yeah. song that came out. I don't I don't care. There's always going to be one. Your argument makes it holds well, I love that. 
I don't know what it is. It's just it's such a just driving momentum. There's a reason why they're successful. I don't like them. I don't like their music, but there are always songs. You have exceptions. You do. You, you just gotta be exception. careful that you don't listen to songs that you you know make fun of because then you become a fan of Limp Bizkit. Um, <laughs> so there's something that Michelson tried to tell me something, and I don't know. Uh, there's apparently there's a new song that plays in Ann Arbor about an officer of love. I don't I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't look that one up. That was my bad. And then we got well that says meatloaf. I'd do anything for love. <laughs> my response was, but I won't do that. Right. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it, it, and I love that there was like all over the spectrum. And oh yeah. We really hit everything because that's cool. That's cool because we are all driven nuts by different things. And right. there's a couple of different ways that you could take this. You there really is like there are songs that you could like and it could play and it would drive you nuts. Right. And there are songs that you just hate automatically and of course they're going to drive you nuts. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Without so a doubt. the question is which becomes worse. So I, I want to pose that question to you because we made it through everybody else. What would you what's your hell what's My your song hell. hell what is your song hell oh man there's one and i i know all the words to it it's a song that sarah and i like sarah will hear it and she loves it and she has to hear it too and she actually enjoys it but i you know she's like oh i thought you liked that song it's like no i hate it but i can't right now i'll think of it throughout the show but i can't remember what it is right now because i don't give it any space in my head other than the fact that I've heard it so many times that I know all the words. <laughs> okay, all right. But I can't think of what it is right now for the life of me. I I think a lot of, like, the 90s songs can fit it, like, you know, Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba, <laughs> if you go into that, that's right? A, that's on the list. It's, I can't stand it's, that it's, song. It's a tough listen. You could do song number two by Blur. Uh, you know, the, I said, I said, I think, I think, uh, do, 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 you know? I think Kung Fu Fighting is also <laughs> on there. on the list. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a bunch of that. For me, I have two songs that I, I kept going back and forth, so I'm going to just present both because it's a different size of the argument. One of them is Peter Gabriel's Shock the Monkey. <laughs> and I, I'm sure people are like, where the hell did you come? Listen, back in the day before... Um, Spotify was a thing before Pandora was a thing. There was Yahoo Radio. And me and my buddy Bobby would talk to each other through Yahoo Chat. I used to be big into Yahoo Chat oh, all yeah. the time. And we would listen to Yahoo Radio at the same Yes. No, F you for this. You're not even going to get to the part that I hate because Shock the Monkey is so later in the song. <laughs> Yeah, no, instant hell. Uh, so, you know, that that played, and we, we would listen to, like, the Yahoo music, and we'd go back and forth, and it was awesome, because oh, yeah. you'd get, like, I found out about so many cool bands that way. Well, and, like, if I remember right, it would show who you're listening to. Yes. Yeah. And it would give, but it would base it around your preferences. So I had this awesome, like, 90s punk rock mix thing, you know, and so I'd get a bunch of 90s bands, and then I'd get, like, you know, it'd play all these different punk bands, and I found out about Streetlight Manifesto that way. Streetlight. I found out about about the jam i found out about the stiff little fingers like these are some great bands right right and then they would randomly throw you one 
And that was thrown in there, not just once, but multiple times. And Peter Bobby Gabriel? got it, too. Yes. Really? And it didn't fit either of our musical profiles. Somebody and paid Yahoo. <laughs> you'd be like, I, I'd put it on the block list. Don't ever play this song again. And sure enough, man, It'd find like its two way days through later, it. you're sitting there, and you're, you know, and you're like, all right, this is a good one. This is a good one. And then, shock the monkey. And you're like, no. Right. No. And Bobby would just send me messages over and over again, in all caps, shock the monkey shock the monkey shock oh, the yeah. monkey because he'd get it too oh yeah but why why peter gabriel why that song it's hell i like sledgehammer by him though yeah that's not bad yeah, I'm not, but i'm I not mean, trying to peter gabriel sounds like peter gabriel i'm not trying to say he <laughs> sounds bad or whatever right. i'm not trying to pay that that song there's disdain for right um, my other one i love this song i love this song a lot but you gotta be in a specific mood to you know listen to it mad world mad world you know you know the all around me are familiar faces you know that's the song of suicide because that's what i think of when i listen to it you know it's it's that that it's so depressing tears for fears does that they made a cover of it apparently well they might have done the original they may have (laughs) but that's not the gary jules yes that's the guy that's the that's the guy that you and it, you know the Donnie Darko soundtrack or whatever is where this kind yeah, of came through. Yeah, exactly. At. Um, but it is so sad. It is such a sad song that the idea of being in a room with that plane for twenty four hours, I don't want to know what it would do to my mental state. Yeah. This is the Tears for Fears oh, version. Oh, it's like I'm going to play the other one. Like I'm play the Come other. on, ah. get an opportunity for Tears. I mean, it's still, it's just, you know, yeah. the, the other guy does it better. What? The other guy does it better. Maybe I didn't hear you. Oh, yeah. No, the, that somebody did a cover of Tears for Fears and you're going to say that they're better? The other guy does it better. I, I think Tears for Fears make songs that other people do better. I'm pretty sure that's what they have going for them. I think Like you're, most 80s bands. I think you're a little delusional, but <laughs> let's see. Yeah. It's not synthesizer, though. No, because the synthesizer sucks. All around me are familiar faces. No, no. No, it's better. No. It is better. No, it's not meant to sound like that. (laughs) Well, no, because it's 80s, and nothing is meant to sound like 80s other than gunship. Tears for fears. Yeah. They're meant to sound like that. Yeah, because they're from then, and it was an awful time in music. Well, I mean, you're not wrong there. <laughs> but if if, any, if anything came out of the 80s that was good, though, is Tears for Fears. Well, I would argue, like, 90% of the punk bands, I would go with Billy Idol. I would go uh, yeah. with, I'm, I mean, other well, people but, would say Madonna and the King of Pop, but uh, I hate both of them, so well, I would give Tears And people want to say that Michael Jackson was, like, the best. He got his start before the 80s. I don't care. I hate sorry, MJ. It doesn't matter. You know, that's I fair. would rather listen to Metallica on loop. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I would I would take Metallica's worst song, put it on loop. I would play the Saint Anger album over and over oh, wow. again. <laughs> over listening to any of thriller. I don't I don't well, care. Thriller's way overplayed. I well way it overplayed. doesn't matter. He's the king of pop. He's the king of meh. Uh, <laughs> we're we're good 
going to say mean, bad things. Right. I do not like him. I'm in his Captain Crunch outfit and all the other things. Bubbles the monkey is the best thing to come up <laughs> <laughs> MJ, as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I like Prince more than him, and I also hate Prince. So, hey, let's make a lot of friends yeah, today. That, I mean, but once again, it's you, you hate the sound. You don't hate the musician themselves. No, I hate the musician himself and MJ. Prince is That's cool. Fair. Prince is a fantastic musician and all that other stuff. MJ Without getting can, into too many things, I totally see where you're coming from. <laughs> there is no redeeming qualities to Michael Jackson. He could sing. No, he can't. Oh, no, you have to give him at least that. I mean, he, he did those sounds on his own, but he could actually sing. No, no. Well, listen to him no. in the Jackson 5. I don't care. He's a child. He could sing. When your balls haven't dropped, you can sing great. They're, everyone's fluty then. No, see, I think you just you have to give it to him that he actually is talented or was talented. But that doesn't mean that you have to enjoy it. No, that guy sucks. He sucks. He sucks big, and it's whatever. I don't care. You know, you, you make me feel so good inside. <laughs> no, you don't. Where did you come from, baby? Yeah. Ooh, won't you take me there? Got a way to Time is it. <laughs> uh, well, I might take an early break so I can strangle my co-host. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty young thing, man. P.Y.T. Yeah, pretty young thing. Michael Jackson kind of uh, adds a lot together, hey, you doesn't know what? it? We weren't doesn't getting it? there. I, I I, it's a it's a catchy song. <laughs> uh, Man, I figured out how to play music through this thing. We're screwed I now. Hate him. <laughs> hate him. I don't care. I hate him. Doesn't matter. He's the worst. <laughs> I mean, there weren't a whole lot of things outside of the music world that made you want to like appreciate or like Michael Jackson. I don't, but the music world wasn't a good starting point. I thought he did okay. N he, no, he, he danced did... around, and people were like, "Look, he can dance." Well, I mean, that's for sure. Wait, sure, so can John Travolta. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. It doesn't change the fact that Saturday Night Fever is a terrible movie. <laughs> 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 Yeah, just because you know how to move doesn't make that any better, bud. <laughs> Grease will always suck. Uh, it's there's a lot of people that enjoy Grease, man. Right. There's a lot of people that enjoy Grease. And a lot of people have really crappy taste in. Things. See, I feel like if you're not gonna like a John Travolta movie, which it's okay, Saturday Night Fever is on that list. No Urban question. Cowboy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Battlefield but Earth, maybe. Broken Arrow. It's the best movie of all no. time. Screw no. you. That's one of the best. <laughs> it's so bad. It is one of the greatest it's so movies. so bad. It's got Christian Slater in it. It's called Rope-A-Dope. Oh, gosh. It's... That's on the same realm as, the, like, Batman Returns. No. Yes. Not even close. It's in the same it's ballpark. It's one of the best movies ever made. Are you kidding me I right now? I am not kidding you. How about Face Off? Face Off is, it's got Cage in it. Yeah, Anything Cage with carries Cage that. It's amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like we're in this, like, late night movie world of, like, I'm going to watch it if it's on, but I'm going to make fun of it the entire time. No, Face Off was fantastic. They're making a sequel, and they're both reprising their roles. I want them to call it Face On, but it's... <laughs> no, they're just going to call it Face Off, too. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> of course. But, you know, I want to take his face off. Right. Off. Yeah, yes. No, it's amazing. It's a Nick Cage thing. I love it. Oh, I love Jeff, all of it. <laughs> Jeff Eccles says, 
All three are great movies. <laughs> Bingo. I got someone on my side. I win. So are you saying all three? Oh, he said Face Off is a great movie as well. Are you talking Saturday Night Fever, Broken no. Arrow, um, Face Off, and Batman Returns? Are, are we talking those four right now? Well, it, it depends. If Saturday Night Fever is in there, then I retract him heavy <laughs> my backup. Yeah. If we're going to give credence to Saturday Night Fever, I'm out of this conversation yeah, entirely. <laughs> as much as I appreciate your support, I don't want it. Right. <laughs> No, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> yes, I am that big of a douche. Uh, on that note, we do have to take a break here. You're oh, listening did I even set that up? Wow. No, I didn't. I, I'm so distracted right now. <laughs> you got you got heated. Uh, but <laughs> we, we are going to take a break. You are listening to Open for Discussion at SolidStateRadio.net. When we get back, we are going to talk about the blunt things you said to people. Yes. If Gator's still alive after the break, <laughs> right. please stick around. <laughs> Solid State Radio. You get over to a house, you walk over to a door, you start pounding on the door. You say, open up the door, bitches, woofle goo with the green teeth, and let me in. Hey, welcome back to Open for Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. I'm your host, Adam the Goat Boy Luthi, and in studio with me is my co-host, Gator Grant. Hi. And so we're going to move on because it got heated and Gator didn't get <laughs> murdered, uh, you know. I do want to point out, though, that uh, Jeff Eckel, um <laughs> he did say yes to Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, so I, and I, he said, screw Batman Returns. And we had a discussion that we trade those two. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would. Yeah. And we do have another one that I think we're going to ask the question for later in the week because I want to know because I think it's a it's a really close tie. Cool. I think it's a close tie anyway, is because we were, obviously we had to talk about Batman. <laughs> right. And, you know, I think, you know, we went through all the actors that have played Batman and everything, but it got us to Ben Affleck. Yes. And that we both agree that Ben Affleck is a very good actor. I, he's, he's got dealt some bad hands, but not from his own doing. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, anyway. That it's not from lack of effort on his end, anyway. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah I would say that. Yeah. But the question that I propose to go over the break that I think we're going to propose to everybody is if you had to make a choice of Ben Affleck or Matt Damon, who do you put on top? <laughs> I, yeah. I think I, I go for Affleck. I'm going Damon every exactly. single time. But I think it's going to be really close. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you think the Martian won this? I, I, no, I the yes. Born, the Bourne series and the Martian, you think I've put him over the top? I don't even like the Bourne series, but it, I would go with like the talented Mr. Ripley. I would go with Goodwill Hunting itself. I would go with all of... Oh, what was the, uh, um, the brothers that fought like majestic creatures? That Damon did. Brothers Grimm. The Brothers Grimm. Yeah, that that pan. Uh, but are, are you going to put that in the realm too? I mean, it had Heath Ledger <laughs> in it too. That doesn't make it any better. Uh, should have. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't know. It's entertaining. I mean, yeah. I actually liked the movie. So is Hugh Jackman in Van Helsing. Yeah. 
That yeah, doesn't well, make true. it a really good movie. Yeah, but Hugh Jackman also doesn't count. Or Sean Connery in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The, I also the like The movie that made Sean Connery quit being famous. He, well, no. He stopped He stopped because he didn't understand the movie industry. Okay. He, did you know? Okay, so Sean Connery was offered the role of Gandalf. Really? And he turned it down. Oh, thank God for that. Well, yes, but <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine... Frodo. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I can't imagine Sean Connery as Gandalf. Throw the ring in the fire. Right. <laughs> you know. No. Gandalf. Gandalf the Grey. <laughs> I'm I'm the Grey. Gandalf the Grey. Yeah. You know? No. <laughs> it can't. You know? Oh, thank God that Peter Jackson said. N -n -n -n. You shall not pass. <laughs> you shall not pass. Right. I didn't know it was Pash. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. that would have been terrible. It would have been, but that he was the first oh, choice, and oh, the only gosh. reason he didn't get it was because he said no. Oh, well, thank you for having the hindsight to say no to that. That's not why, though. He said no because he didn't understand. He goes, this is a silly, stupid movie in make-believe world. He goes, it's dumb. Given he played the voice of a dragon before, so I don't really... <laughs> I don't see where he gets off saying that. But. but he did, and that was the reason why he wasn't Gandalf. And then when Lord of the Rings did so well, and he went, well, I missed out on a lot of money there. Well, you know? <laughs> no, you didn't, because it wouldn't have been as good with him. Yeah, but he sat there and he's just like, ah, oh, I guess, I guess I'll try something fantastic. This League of Extraordinary oh, Gentlemen, horrible. And so he did that movie, not and that then great. It didn't do well. I liked it, but it didn't do well. And he went, I don't understand the movie shit anymore. It doesn't make any sense. So he went <laughs> off and he stopped. He stopped yeah. because he, of that. He retired from being famous. Yes, that's what he did. Yes, and. Yeah, because of that movie. That was not because the movie was so bad. Hollywood didn't force him out. He made it himself. He made that decision because he just decided he was too old and didn't understand where it was going anymore. That's fair. Yeah, interesting. So, anyway, we're moving on. We got a topic about being blunt. Yes. And the blunt things that you said to people, and the reason for this being is we have uh, we have we had a topic where a guy comes up about a coworker who smells, and the way he he words everything mm -hmm. is just the blunt. Like he didn't confront the person in this manner, but I kind of looked at it and went, "Yeah, okay, we all have moments of being blunt." Unfortunately, I have a lot of them uh, right. without realizing it, just because it flies off, you know. Um, and and that happens. People are a lot more blunt than you realize. So I wanted to pose a question to the audience and say, what's the blunt thing that you said to somebody? What's what's the most blunt thing that okay. you just flat, flat out just said? I had a few that responded to this one as well. And a couple of them are like, man, I can't imagine like really saying this to somebody face to face. Like that would be really hard to say. Yeah. You know, um people treat you that way because of your haircut okay i can i mean like that's blunt but i i would say that to somebody just for you know busting chops well my dad said that to me once oh okay well it made sense i i walked around with the giant liberty spikes right and right. you know i'm walking around or whatever and this my favorite moment ever walking through the neighborhood minding my own business not doing anything just going for a walk right a little girl comes out of her house she wasn't in, she wasn't outside she was inside <laughs> her house okay gets out of the, outside her house opens up the door looks out and yells at me you're a freak <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like 
AF, little girl. <laughs> right. I mean, like, what did I do to you? I'm I just, just kind of like keep looking. Ah, I guess. Dang all right, it. I you're guess, a child. You know. I don't get to say anything. I I wouldn't either because even if she hadn't been a child, just because I also don't like running from people, which was a regular occurrence growing up here. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Another one. Uh. You're a parasite. Ooh. That'd be a brutal one to throw at somebody. It's it is that's a real tough thing. I mean, sometimes. So blunt thing is a very weird portion because sometimes people need to hear. They need bad to hear, truths. yeah, the hard truth of it. Which I have one that is the last one I'm going to say because it is a hard truth it, one. There's some real hard truths, and if you're a parasitic person, because they exist. Oh yeah. And somebody tells you this. I mean, it definitely context is important here. Context is oh, key. Oh yeah, without a doubt. You know, but. There are people that they probably need to hear that. Probably. Probably. Sometimes you're just saying it because you're a dick. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Another one, grow up, please. I mean, at least you said please. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but that's, you you could, that could go in any argument or whatever, you know, go grow up. Grow up. Um, My buddy Cody goes, I'm getting Hellman's mayonnaise. His wife apparently likes mayo or some nonsense. I don't understand the joke, but I know it's a deep dive joke, and I don't get it. I, but I can see, based on their relationship, like the way those two are, I can see where that's actually something blunt and funny. Like, I can totally get it. I just don't. I, I don't either. I, I feel like I need to hear more of that story to make more sense of it. Um, uh, another guy, first thing he said to his girlfriend, thank God you didn't catfish me because I thought you were super cute based on your pictures. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's it's a blunt thing to say, but in a good way. That's a good way, right. you know. And and in this day and age, it's a concern, right? You know, I don't know if you all know because you've been married forever. Yeah, don't uh, have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, the catfish thing. Ooh, that's uh, you know, I I will never forget the time that I saw somebody I knew on one of those dating profiles and she had all the angles oh yeah like i looked at it i'm like that's not you right i know what you (laughs) i know who you really are but the last one which i think is the most blunt thing i've heard and it would be the hardest thing for both sides to one say and the other one to hear i don't love you oh Ooh. Ooh. it's a harsh truth of what needed to be said i'm sure yeah, well, no. But I mean, that's... Given it depends on the situation that you're in. It, it always comes down to context, especially with being blunt. And uh, I don't love you. Like, So if you have somebody who's just pining and they love you or whatever, right. and it is like a romantic thing, and you look at that person and say, but I don't love you. Right. That's a blunt and harsh truth, but it's one that that person needs to hear. Otherwise, it's just going to continue. It's going to repeat the cycle. Right. And uh, there's another one that follows the same one. It says, you need to stop following me around. I don't love you. I love someone else. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you need to be blunt yeah. with people. I mean, this is this has always been my biggest problem with a lot of uh, like dating scenarios or so on and so forth. You can't just dance around things because the moment you sit there and go, well, if you make up a nice excuse, if you make up a nice excuse, that's nice. Right. But that doesn't shut doors. Yeah. You know, that makes things sound situational. Hey, I can't do this right now because I'm not in the right state of mind. Well, I really like you, so I'm going to, you know, try to see or change, you know, what, you know, you get what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to try to be better. I'm going to try to show you that I can, you know, be that person. 
if you're not interested, just go, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I'm not interested. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Done. Moved on. Exactly. No, but, and then another one, um, I can't think of a good example, but I've gotten better at learning how to serve an S sandwich. I have not mastered the backhanded compliment, though. Now, some people call it a backhanded compliment. I call it a complisol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's a, um, it, that's a tough thing to be good at. The backhanded compliment is not a compliment. No. Uh, and it is not, it's not a blunt thing either, generally. I mean, it's a different thing in itself, but it is meant as, a, as an insult to right. somebody. But a complisol is fair i think there's there's a part of it where you can take as a positive and then there's a part of it that makes you go oh that sucks like um you know it's a nice you have a nice collection of tools over there it's a shame that they're not organized yeah complisol you're really good at looking out for yourself complisol (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah um yeah fun little stuff yeah definitely a lot it's very passive aggressive um yeah, so, you know, going through it, uh, we, had, we had Carson kind of post things, and he's just like, the most blunt thing. And it's tough, because Carson is the master of blunt. Oh, okay. That's just, the guy says whatever. Well, he does I mean, not they call care. him the bulldog, right? Yeah. yeah well, there you go. It, it, and that's it. Dude has no qualls about just whatever. Laying he's it gonna, all He's going to lay it out every single time. So I'll, as soon as he kind of said something, I'm like, I don't even know if you should count for this. <laughs> like <laughs> Everything you say, is it's not that you're trying to be blunt. It's that that's just who you are. You know, he goes, I am pretty blunt, like a sledgehammer. Uh, and I said, all right. Sledgehammer. Give me, give me a top fiver. Top fiver. Okay. And he gave me two. He goes, ask the little brother of a classmate friend if he had ever been with a woman. We were into our 30s. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone was concerned about him. Oh, boy. And tried to get him to hit on a woman at the bar. So you imagine, you know, the guy shy. You've never seen him with a woman. Are you even into ladies? Oh, jeez. Right. Uh, I had a coworker tell me he failed the aptitude test for the Army. I looked at him in the eyes and said, I want you to listen to me very carefully. The U.S. is fighting multiple wars right now, and the government has deemed you too stupid for cannon fodder. <laughs> I think you need to reevaluate some life choices. Yeah, I mean, there, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Which might be the most blunt thing I've ever heard. That's pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me laugh. Um, yeah, that's a broken chisel tip blunt. <laughs> and so uh, I have a friend that she works for like a university or yeah, community college. And, you know, they have students come up to talk about career paths. Right. One of the kids actually came up to her to ask about being a crash test dummy. Oh, no. Like legitimately, she goes, I'm not trying to spoil your hopes and dreams of being a crash dummy is not an actual job. Right. And the guy the guy actually went and thought about this. Oh, yeah, no, they make tons of money, and they have all these benefits. They called up a GM guy, and the GM guy's like, all right, what? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, no, we don't do that We here. don't put real people in vehicles. Are you crazy? Right. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. boy. <laughs> right, right. So it's, it's a lot of, there's another guy, same sort of thing. He thought that there is somebody who goes, I want to be the guy that goes and collects the bodies from the side of the road. The bodies? Yeah, like when a car accident happens. They're called they paramedics. The, yeah, right. <laughs> That's what she had to explain to him. But right. he thought, like, there was a dude that comes by in a truck just or something. And just, meat wagon coming yeah. in. Ding, ding, ding. Get <laughs> the pitch for it. This dad. is a big one. <laughs> Bring out your dad. Right. Yeah. 
Oh boy, no <laughs> paramedics, and I think like maybe a coroner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I used to think that I had no idea like what like real life jobs were and stuff, and now I feel a lot better about <laughs> right. myself because like me having just the basic like you could be a police officer or a teacher or a nurse or you know like the, right. yeah, the yeah. basics or whatever. Because it is amazes me when somebody's like, I am actually a tech analyst for a series of data that goes into, and you're like, huh? Right. This doesn't make any sense to me. I don't me. know what that. Well, how do you find that specific niche thing? You know that that blows my mind that people find stuff like that and it's oh, that. we've been like so my wife's career right now has been kind of changing around yeah and so we've been like she asked me the other day what like a job description or a job title like what would her title be yeah in the job world right now kind of thing and it's one of my favorite things to do is come up with weird names for stuff sure i don't know why it's just well, fun, it's fun. It's, yeah and so i told her i said you're a small business marketing strategist <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. which is exactly what she's doing oh no, yeah but i'm like ooh. then it sounds real impressive yeah and then she's like well what about you know the tutoring or because she's doing like online tutoring and classes and stuff like that and she goes, would it just be like an online tutor? I'm like, no, that sounds boring. She goes, what would you be? What would you call it then? I said, a remote learning specialist. Ooh, <laughs> right? I'm good at this you stuff. Are. <laughs> best I got for me. The best I got for me. I am a master of the custodial. No, an engineer of the custodial arts. That's right. Yeah. No. Uh, Custodial engineer, master of the janitorial arts. That's, custodial uh, yeah. engineer. Yes. Perfect. Yes. yes. Without a doubt. Yep, yep. You know how to get a, a mop bucket with the mop in it through a doorway without tipping it over. Most of the time. Exactly. <laughs> so there are some ridges and carpets. Oh, man. Let me tell you how tricky the elevator is. I believe it. That big old gap for Dude, a wheel. it sucks. You got to <laughs> let you tip it. Like, luckily, I'm I'm a goddamn you're professional. An you're an I, engineer. <laughs> as, as I will take one from Gustav Petrikov's book and say, <laughs> I am a goddamn professional. So I know that when there's the elevator gap, you tip the bucket. Bucket, so there's only two wheels going over and one of them is already on the side, right? That's right. Right. Super easy to figure out. When I was first a, you know, a, me a meager custodian, a janitor, right. if you will, right. I hit a bump in a carpet and, uh, you know, Splash. you ever had five gallons of water? <laughs> 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 Not good. Curse Blanc. <laughs> you know, the first shift guy's like, there was a giant wet spot on the carpet. You know anything about this? I had an accident. <laughs> There's a giant website or wet spot on the carpet. You know anything? I don't know. Where's your wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good way to start that conversation. Yeah, that's going to go well. Uh, so we got... <laughs> <laughs> telling, telling a family member, you realize the world doesn't revolve around you, right? Mm. That's a brutal one. It is a brutal one, but, you know, you ever met the family member where the world does revolve around them? Yes. Yeah, they need to hear it. It's a, There are things that need to be heard. There are. There. Are, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a point in time for being blunt. And yeah. when it happens, the world needs people that are not afraid of when it is supposed to happen. But the world also doesn't need you to be that all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there are certain points in time where it's necessary. And the best people know how to decipher when that time is. You know, it's hilarious. 
I just realized that I did not share the teaser on my <laughs> <laughs> just just the just the open for discussion page. I mean, Oops. I woke up and went, oh, uh, "We gotta share it." Gotta and, share. Yeah, no, which that's I mean, fine because I just did it. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't really hurt me either way because you know, like we've talked before, I don't read it. Yeah. You know, for you guys at home, I don't know the topics other than the questions that we post. I don't know the topics we're talking about every night. No, that's all me. Exactly. <laughs> Which is fun for me because what you guys are hearing is like genuine reactions to crap because I have no idea what's coming down the pipe. Well, and that's how I wanted the show set up because <laughs> one of us clearly has to know. I have to cater towards it, but it gives me time to sit there and think. I mean, the way that I do things now, it gives me a lot less time because I'm hurried up going like, that's a good topic. And right. so I, you know, I don't have much time to mull it over. Where, See, where I have I a bunch started. of time to put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> which I like. It makes me have fun. I'm um, okay with it. It yeah. happens. Yeah, so basically, uh, just just to get into the, the actual topic here, we there there's a guy who works with a coworker, and and they they smell, they got a smell, they, they got, got a, a stinky coworker, got a stinky coworker, they got a stinky coworker, and but it's great because best way to tell my coworker she smells like, meh. <laughs> 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 meh. you know, smells okay. like uh, poop, but you know, right. not the poop. Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah, wow, blunt, right? Like yeah. that's that's uh, yeah. Because you don't walk in, you don't look at your coworker and be like, "You smell like." <laughs> right, it's not the first thing that comes out. So I work at a hotel during night audit. The kitchen girl comes around at five a.m. I've been working with her for three months, and oh, it's she like she works in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh no. Out of the sudden, she forgot she needs to take a shower, wear deodorant, clean her ass. Other like he has <laughs> other knows? in there just yeah. in case. She's been like this for a week now. She's morbidly obese and is really insecure about it, so I'm pretty sure it's going to mess her up if I tell her something. However, it's so bad I can actually smell her from 50 feet away, and her smell radiates around her everywhere she goes, leaving a foul scent for a few minutes. Are you a coworker, like, at the same level, or are you an or oversight? Uh, it sounds like coworker. You know, but he goes, I feel like Patrick when he had a nose discovered bad smells. The best thing, just tell her straight up. I don't think she notices. No. <laughs> here's, okay, so here's the, the weird thing about this. Because I go back and forth, and, and I do think that, like, people do need to be... They need to be in the know of certain things. Right, they need to be made aware. Yes, and but here's the issue. Sometimes people have medical conditions in right. which they cannot control or yep. the things that they can do to control have severe side effects. And it's a very, very difficult thing to walk. That's a different line to walk when you go through it and you go, okay, this person has something that's actually wrong with them. Yeah. Other as opposed to them just not bathing well. I mean, we used to know a stinky guy. <laughs> Me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you used to be a stinky guy. I was a stinky guy. You were a stinky guy. Yeah. I don't I don't remember how we handled it in college because <laughs> it was, you know, a long time ago. I don't know if you guys ever actually did. I don't know if we addressed it I don't think you not. ever actually addressed it. I think the big thing in... I uh, know Nick threw out your slippers. That was fair. And I think he even told me, he goes, I threw them things out. I was like, I don't blame you. <laughs> well, we, we came back... And there was a smell. Right. And it, 
it was so bad that when the one dude walked in and he goes, yeah, I spilled some milk before we left. So, like, when, when Nick came in, I was washing the floors because I'm right. like, jackass spilled milk. and <laughs> Right, didn't know? actually clean it up. Yeah, so I'm, like, washing the floors trying to th- – and it just it kept going or whatever. And eventually he super sleuthed and found it and took care of it, and then the smell went away. But it was bad. <laughs> right. I mean, it was – it was so bad that, like, the spilled milk thing, I legitimately thought that was what that was. Right. Which, and that's the thing. Like, so being the guy at one point that was the stinky guy. The stinky guy. Okay. Yes. I was the stinky kid at one point. I'm not so much anymore. No, you're fine. Yeah. We're, we do this I'm for a, three hours. I've never once been like, ooh. Right. I'm a good, I'm, I, I, you, I've you've grown cleaned up. up. You've I've grown, grown up. up. Yes. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say I've cleaned up, but I've grown up. Okay. Well, okay. I would say so because I remember. <laughs> right. <laughs> but something like that, like at that time, I wouldn't have even realized it. I wouldn't have recognized it. And so you wouldn't have, like, it wouldn't have offended me at all. Right. You know, but I was a different breed. But we were also like 19, 18 years old right. and been like, how do we approach this or whatever? Right. We, we wouldn't didn't really know, know how. But, and I think, um, you know, if anything, the, and we've talked about this before, yeah. that, yeah, I was not the most hygienic person in the world, and I was not a clean person as far as keeping track of things or keeping them organized or whatever. But the one thing I did do, and we've all agreed to this, is I kept my nonsense to my area. Yeah. I didn't let it, like, the smell was the only thing that I couldn't control. The smell, the smell and the snoring were the two things that you couldn't right. control. I couldn't do anything about the snoring whatsoever. No, that's there was a medical no condition. Right. We, you know, Which I've, I've of, since fixed. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, but um, the smell, there was, I wouldn't have noticed it. No, no, you, you know. don't. When you're the one that smells, you don't notice it's those things. It's hard to. It's very difficult to. I will say now, like, you know, with the job I'm doing as well and everything, when I work and I know that I, like, there are plenty of days that I get home and, you know, Sarah will be like, hey, welcome home and give me a hug and this and that. And I'm like, mm, I need to go shower. Yeah. I stink. When you are hygienic, you notice it. Yeah, I notice that's, it now. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> when you when you stink, you don't notice the stink because you're around it all the time. When right. you are a hygienic person that doesn't smell normally, and then you go do work stuff or whatever. Like, there are times when I take off my shoes and I go, woo-hoo. Right. You know, you just go, ah, oh, man. And that's unfortunate because that was never a thing in the past. But, right. <laughs> you know. Welcome you, to my world, bud. Yeah, yeah, right? You, know? <laughs> you can't do anything about it. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know why these are that bad. I don't know what happened. I, I think it's the bike. But anyway, right. it's regardless, you know, you have those moments, right? And so that's the thing. Yeah. But with you, we could have approached it or whatever. It just didn't because it was an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. And and my dad, I talked with him about it, and he sat there and he goes, you know, I worked with a couple people, and they just it was bad. It was bad. And he goes, my nightmare about it is he did work with someone who had a medical condition. When they sweat, it's it was like toxic Rough. fumes coming yeah. out. And he goes, I've never said anything because of these things. You know, I, I right. would be too afraid. And But I, I sit there and I go, okay, so say you work in a cubicle with somebody for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Like you got a, like an adult, good job. This is where you plan on working, right? Right. This is also where that person plans on working. Every day you're just constantly engulfed in the smell. Yeah. How do you get through it? I, I, wouldn't you have to say something at some point? I mean, I get it. There's this. There's not a good way of doing this. I I don't know, but I do know we need to hit a break. Yeah, I know. And we will address this on the other side of the break because I have ideas. Okay. I do. 
So we're gonna, we're, it's we're not going. easy, but I have ideas. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll address this, and then we're going to talk after after we talk about the smell. We're going to talk about everybody in the club getting tipsy. Okay. Everybody in the club, club getting, getting tipsy. tipsy. You listen to open everybody for discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. We'll be back right after this. Stick around. Tattoos are. discussion on solidstateradio.net we are going to talk about stinky co-workers here and like we're going to give solutions to this guy we're going to give a little bit of a solution to his problem i mean we, ideas we, anyway. ideas at least yes yeah. ideas whatever whatever he chooses to do is what he chooses to do it's a, it's a tough thing it really is uh in my line of profession i've always been able to walk away anybody that's stink i've only been around them for like 15 minutes and i'm like i can endure this it's not a big deal so you just kind of move on and go about your day but if you're right. stuck with this person and it is to that level of bad um and especially if they're working in a kitchen that's that's, that's the, the part hard part that I like ah. oh, this thing is weird that's ah, wonka, wonka 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 okay there i think we're we go. good now so yeah i mean it's it's a tough thing to go about because it is a very blunt thing it is a very difficult thing to say to somebody and there's a lot of different factors that uh go through with it whether it's a health condition whether it's um like a ethnic sort of thing or you know uh, cultural right cultural that was the word i was trying to figure out whether it's a cultural thing where they couldn't uh you know depending on what culture you're from they don't do deodorant they don't do some don't yeah or it could be a cooking thing you know there are some real strong spices out there and it's tough to get that out of clothes really it is and um so that's the big thing is like yes i i know what the situation's like on a personal level i've had to handle said situations before it's not fun there's no part of this that is um enjoyable for anybody whatsoever but that's why i asked is he a co-worker or is he a you know oversight and this is it does make a big difference here because as a co-worker it's worse to go about it than if you're a co-worker if you're on the same tier level yes. let's put it that way okay if you're on the same tier level this is not your battle to do no not even close and what this is is that you will go to your manager supervisor, supervisor manager, whatever, whatever and you you tell them that you have a concern yeah okay you don't go in there and go dude you need to do something because so-and-so smells like butt I like, think they're carrying around a dead rabbit with right. them. You don't approach it that way because no. that makes you in a hole. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you go in there and you go, hey, I have some concerns. Um, you know, I'm working with so-and-so and I've noticed lately as well. And it's been kind of consistent anyway. Um, you know, there is an odor. And I don't know if it's something we can work on or if there's something that can be done, but I'm genuinely concerned. I don't know if it's a medical condition, a health condition. I don't know if there's a... Because they they weren't like this always. Right. So I don't know maybe if there was something that's going on in their home life that... Right. Has something changed? Right. You know, and so you let your manager deal with that because that's that's what the manager is there for. How much would it suck if it was just a hot water heater went out for like a week? See, that's that's exactly it, though. That's why the manager would get involved. Right. And then it would say, okay, that sucks. I get it. What can we do to help you get through that? Like, what is it that you need that we could maybe figure out something to help you to get you back on your feet? 
Okay. I made a necklace of pine, like the pine tree things that you hang up in the car. <laughs> right. Wear that. Yeah, no. <laughs> it would be more or less like the situation I was in anyway, yeah. that I talked with the coworker or with the, the worker about it anyway. Um, technically a coworker, but I was on a different tier level. Sure, I was, yeah. you know, above in whatever you want to call it. Um, but I talked with them about it and I said, Hey, there's been, you know, I have some concerns and it's, it's not that I went, your coworkers are saying, no, that's never the way it's approached. And if you're a good manager, you don't do that No, because no. you're throwing those people under the bus at each other and you're causing unnecessary drama. Well, cause if somebody goes to you with an issue, the idea is, is that they're doing that in confidence. Exactly. Generally. You know, you know, you're not even if you keep it vague and you're like, well, some cowork, don't do that. You're betraying trust at this right. point. Right. You you take it on now because you are supposed to be in a position to be able to handle that. Absolutely. Okay. And that way, like the way I've always thought of it anyway is granted it is a whole lot easier when the people that quote unquote work for you. Um, you know, it's a whole lot better when they like you. Yeah. You know, when they want to like you or and they enjoy working with you or Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely. But I'm not there to be their friend. No. You know, and this sounds really kind of almost rough, but it's one of those, you're not there to be their friend. You're there to coach them, counsel them, mentor them, you know, bring them into the fold and like basically you're build them. You're there to supervise them. Right. You have a role. And you do. being a friend is not that role. It's hard to do that role when you're their friend. That's the hard part. And so it doesn't mean you go in, you know, guns a blazing being right. a douche. It just means that you're not there to be. You can't shy away from these topics. You have to approach them head on. Conflicts come up. You are the person that's supposed to resolve them. Exactly. And you have to be the one that's able to keep a level head and as well. You can't let you can't let emotion no. dictate how you react. And if your friend is in the wrong they're the one that's in the wrong. You You're have the one to that hold has them to, to yes, that. Yes, you have to hold them accountable. Exactly. And so it's a different realm. But what it is is basically, you know, the way it needs to be done, he needs to talk to a supervisor. Supervisor needs to bring them into the office, just her or him or whoever it is, and say, hey, I have some concerns. I've noticed yeah. the last few days anyway that, you know, depending on where you're working or whatever, there has been an odor. Obviously, this right. is a concern, especially in the kitchen, you know, around food and things. There is a concern of hygiene and things like that. What can we do to help you? That's the line right there. Is what it's can not we a, do to help right, you? It is not a line of you need to figure this out and get better. Now, that line can come out later down the road. After everything else is right. exercised, because eventually you have to hit a certain point. There is know? a breaking point. There is this. And so that's why you have to say beginning anyway is simply what can we do to help you out? Is there something you need from us that maybe we can work together on to get this under control? You know, is it a medical condition? Are you going to see the right doctor? Is the insurance working enough for you that it's an ability to do that or no? What can we do? Can we find a creative solution if they go? Oh, I didn't realize it was that big of an issue. Um, I guess I'll figure it out, but that's all on me. It's like, oh, okay, now I know that yeah. hygiene is just not high on your list. So now I know that that's something I need to keep you accountable for. Right. And if it's not working, if like, you know, a month down the road, we're still having the same issues, then it's another call in the office and say, hey, you know, a month ago we had this conversation. You told me you were going to get it under control. It's not under control. Now... I need you to get it under control. You have a week. 
figure it out. You need to get this figured out and you need to get it better because I can't continue having that in my kitchen. Right. And that's a perfectly fair thing to say after you've already approached it the other way. Right. I know, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But that's that's for this guy. You got to put the ball in the manager's court. Yeah, this is the not your supervisor court. This is not your your no. battle to fight. This is one where you go in and you go, hey, uh, you know. Right, and, and not only that, but if your manager tells you, well, have you talked to him about it? You look dead square face in the manager and go, that's your job. <laughs> that's on you. That's bud. your concern to deal with, not mine. Yeah, and they deal with it. You have know. To. It's your job is to go to concerns with your manager that you can't handle. Yeah. If you were able to handle it, you would be the manager. It's that simple. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. You're in those. You're it in sucks. that situation. It's, it's not tough. a great it's situation, tough. but you know, like we said, there's a lot of factors in this that can be really touchy, and so the best thing you can do is not be the coworker that brings up stuff and causes hostile and workplace it's, conditions it's the benefit for everybody too because it creates a hostile working environment when somebody has this, this sort of situation people don't like them i mean it you don't like the smelly guy right it's just it's what happens uh you know they could be the nicest person in the world and you'll hear that you'll hear people go god they're the greatest person in the world but boy do they smell like crap and yeah. you know you don't yeah. want that you don't want to be that guy so. exactly so go to leave your it, manager yeah. you'll be all right leave it in their their you know court yep uh we're gonna go ahead and move on good I'm going to <laughs> we're going to a club situation club uh, a club and we're not everybody talking like in, tyler durden fight club. everybody in the club getting tipsy everybody getting tipsy <laughs> uh so she's she's 32 boyfriend is 34 i went to an event with my boyfriend which led to a fight and me being blamed by everyone Okay, my boyfriend and I have been seeing each other for two and a half years. I recently been getting actively involved in one of his hobbies, and we went to a club event. We have relaxed pan pandemic measures on my island, and all social distancing protocols were kept. My island? I mean, apparently they live on an island. My island. I only became involved in this club to support his interests. At the event, there was a woman, also a club member, who has made her interest in him clear over two months ago. When I told him I would attend the event, he seemed hesitant, however. I decided to go anyway. You're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over there, I'm gonna kick you in the nuts. I'm trying to read through things. <laughs> On our way there, he casually informs me she would be there and sounded annoyed regarding her presence. Okay. Okay. I knew she was a club member, so I didn't think it was strange and that she was attending. However, on our way there, she called him multiple times to give him her location and asking for his ETA. No other club member did this, uh, which he again expressed annoyance over. When we get to the event, he kept disappearing for extended periods of time, and I would notice that he would be with her. Uh-oh. Yeah, I interacted with others at the event, but it quickly became awkward because they weren't my friends, and it was my first time at a group event, so conversation was limited. Right. So eventually I got annoyed, and when he disappeared for what was probably the fifth time that night, I decided to go find him, which led to an argument. It wasn't loud. We were away from everybody. Uh, we then went to the after event, and the person who was interested in him starts buying him drinks. And while he and I were having a conversation, she pulls him away to dance, and I was left standing there. Oh, boy. After which, he again ends up chatting with her and other group members. Eventually, I felt really left out and decided to go sit in the car. 
This led to a huge fight where we left the event. However, now the club members who attended has told him that I made things awkward for them because I seemed to not like him being social with other members. He sided with them, and now things are awkward between him and myself. But I also do feel bad in retrospect. I have I have apologized to him for my wrong in it, where I overreacted and caused him some embarrassment. However, while I know the group members are not aware of the woman's interest in my boyfriend, he thinks I have insecurity issues, and his actions that n- night at the club uh, were fine. Now he does not want me to go to any more events, which I agreed to because I hated the entire experience. Right. <laughs> um, however, while I feel terrible for how I behaved, embarrassed over the entire situation, I do feel hurt by his dismissal of my concerns over his behavior. It is important for both of us to have hobbies, and I do not want my opinion to spoil this for him, and I'm hesitant to pursue it. I decided to wait a few days thinking it all over. However, I'm 100% wrong in the situation as everyone seems to think I am. Am I? Uh, should I be concerned over how quickly my boyfriend decided to agree with everyone and dismiss my concerns? His hobbies are cars, so he's part of a car club group. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I and I this might be that whole thing of it's easier to see it from the outside than it is yeah, while absolutely, you're Absolutely, right? You, because from the outside, I look at it and go, no, you have justified concerns. Yeah. <sighs> It is. When you're in the situation, especially when you feel like you're being ganged up on by everybody else, and these are all people that are close to him, and part of his big special hobby that you wanted to be involved with, because, you know... so I, I will state this as being somebody who is mm, an extroverted introvert. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I don't have problems talking with people, clearly. Right. I do a pretty good job or whatever, but for the most part, I don't really care for large social gatherings and groups and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, I can hold my own, but it gets weird. So when I go to a place that's new, you know, a new place, new right. people. I yeah. don't know any of the people there or any of that stuff. And you are the sole person that I know. If you leave me during that, I'm in a weird place and I'm not having fun. It. There are certain people that it's hard to strike conversation with random people. It, yeah, 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 I think that's part of it. The other thing is if nobody's actually striking up a conversation with you, you're not going through it. I mean, so case in point, uh, before before we do this show here, there's another show that's here. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of the dudes or whatever that are in there. Dude, they're all jovial, funny guys. Right. I have no problem whatsoever no. striking up conversations. I don't know any of their names. No, I have no they idea. They call me Wayne, so I don't right, know. Yeah. They don't know mine <laughs> either. So, you know, we sit there and we talk or whatever, and it's good they're cool guys i like that there's no problems there right that isn't every single event sometimes you go to these places and these people they don't know you so they don't talk to you either right and it's tough to butt into conversations and yeah especially if it is hobby oriented and they're talking about that and you don't know anything about it that makes it even harder take me to a a car club thing you're gonna have a hard time yeah i had a I, one of my exes, she had a family member. The guy's a cool guy. You know, I like him. Right. He has a group of friends. They're in the, the cars, and that's their big thing. That's what they do. They work in a garage all the time. They do all this stuff, right? Right. So, you know, there was, like, talks of, hey, you know, we could go hang out with them. And I'm like, I don't really want to. It's not that any offense to him. I just don't have anything to add to their conversations. I already know how this is going to go. Right. Because I've 
been there before. I've right. heard the conversations that go on, and I don't know, one, what they're talking about. Yeah. And two, that's all they, they get is super into it. Yeah. And I've got I've got nothing. Well, see, and that's the thing, too, is like, you know, and this, I think it's, um, I totally understand, like, being the lone person out at like a group event yeah or at like a party or something like that you know exactly like i totally understand it and it makes sense to me and i get where the the hesitation and the uncomfortableness does come in now that being said i did work a job that was in marketing yeah i was forcefully like i forcefully put myself in situations where i didn't know anybody sure and it forces or at least for me anyway it was one of those you have to engage people you have to because everybody in that room usually is feeling the same thing different perspective though it is it's, I, it's no, a different I, perspective i, I get and you so, can relay different things i right. can do marketing too right. like i've never done that but like for jobs or whatever yeah you know so when when i was a like do the camp counselor thing yeah i don't know any of these kids like you get returners that, or right. whatever but you got to figure it out real quick yeah but the big thing that I learned anyway, and it, like for a marketing thing, like everyone goes, well, all your conversations are about your job, right? Or whatever. No. No. 90% of them are, what's going on at home? What's your wife's name? What's your kid's name? What are you guys doing? You're building a relationship. Exactly. You're trying to find, basically you're trying to find friends. That's yeah. what you're doing. And so the plus side is, is having to do that and having to be that person, um, you know, or at least perform those actions in the job that i was in when it comes to now like if you know with a new job okay and i didn't know a single friggin person not one person at this job place i knew nobody by name or whatever and then like one of the first days in like you know a couple weeks or whatever my job turned into instead of being in cold storage or wherever and working on certain things was now you get to ride in a vehicle with somebody all day long that you've never even met right and you guys like you're in a vehicle for you know 10 hours that day oh yeah (laughs) you know and so it's it was how do you have conversations how do you build this relationship and this and that because these are people that you're going to be talking to on a daily basis at this point you know, and so like I have one coworker that they're very much into like motocross. Sure. And I know Jack all <laughs> <laughs> I know about bikes. They go rim rim. Right. Yeah, like yeah. I know pretty much nothing about you know motocross or the bikes or the racers or what. I don't know anything about it. Fox, right? Right. <laughs> like I know there's Thor. I know there's Fox. I know there's you know Hondas, Kawasaki's, all this. Sure. Like I don't know what all this crap is. And like they're talking. Like he's talking to me, and we're kind of chit chatting. He goes, "Yeah, the clicker settings and this and that." I'm like what? And the best thing I found, especially in something like that, like if I'm in an uncomfortable situation or if I'm at a party with people that are very much into a specific genre, like a car club, I would be okay, but I don't know the specifics like a lot of these car guys do. Holy crap, do they know things. You know, like they can look at a headlight and go, oh, that's from a 68 Ford. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you can ask me a basic question and I'll be like, I, I got nothing for Right. You. Like, I'm one of those, like, I know enough to make myself dangerous, basically. My car is making this noise. Right. But what I found is these people, when you ask a question, like, you know, with this one anyway, he was telling me about, like, we were talking about the clicker settings. And yeah. I looked at him and said, 
What are clicker settings? I don't know what those are. Oh, go into great detail. They'll then explain it. And oh, they love doing it. He right? was like, oh. And I mean, it just, it was like icebreaker open up of, sure. oh, well, it's this and this and this. And I go, oh, so it's to, you know, do this or that or the other. And he goes, yeah, but it's like this. And all of a sudden it's like all that, you know, nervous tension or that awkward tension, basically not really nervous but awkward tension of how am I going to communicate with this guy? How am I going to build a friendship? How am I going to build a rapport? You know, when we don't have, I don't know where our base is on what we know. Yeah. I'm going to create that base based on something that I don't know because now he's comfortable talking about it because he's confident. He knows his stuff, whatever. And I'm confident in learning it where I can relate to it or metaphor it into something else or whatever and now we have this basis yeah and you can build that and so if i'm at a party yeah i'm gonna go up to somebody if i'm there by myself we'll walk up and be like hey i'm gator who are you and be like well in this oh okay who are you here with somebody or are you here on your own what's going on and then eventually you're gonna find that one topic yeah, I mean, I agree. There's definitely a lot of different ways to go about doing this. And yeah. like I said, I'm introverted extrovert or extroverted introvert. Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I don't like doing this stuff, but I muster through it pretty pretty good. Yeah, you got to find a way. It's very easy. Uh, it just you know, you just talk, and that's it yeah. happens. You might even just share stories about yourself and do crazy things. That's usually what I do. I make right. funny videos. A lot. <laughs> uh, you know, it's you go through a lot of different things in these motions. So I get this. I get the loneliness. I get the feeling stranded. That's a hard thing to do. It it's, really is. Yeah. You have another thing on top of this. Yeah. And it's the elephant in the room here. It's that, the real problem. That there's another woman that, that is has interested in your boyfriend. Confessed her feelings already. And is wanting to buy him drinks or whatever and take him dancing and all that. What nerve. <laughs> Can can I can let's just sit here for a second and what nerve to walk up while you're sitting there having a conversation mid conversation with your boyfriend with your significant other yeah. to go come on we're going to I the dance I want to take you dancing and then walk away and then you're just stuck there at the table going what the f is happening there is no part about this that is that okay is right no cool whatever yeah this is wrong well, and the gall of that lady holy crap well man. and here's the worst part is him saying well you're just not going to come to these parties with me anymore and her going yeah totally i'm not because i don't like it anyway right what do you think is gonna happen well no it's a clear cut what do you think's already happening oh, are you kidding me the right. what's your eta what's going on the walking back and forth the friends being like yeah he's acting really weird yeah he is acting really weird because, because his side, side piece yeah. is in there <laughs> And they're doing like I, I whether or not he's faithful or not faithful. I don't I don't want to put words in somebody's mouth, but it really doesn't set a good precedence when somebody comes up and starts. Why do you, the annoyance of the ETA, the annoyance of this stuff? He's annoyed because you're there witnessing it. It's not right. you know he's not annoyed that that happens. He's annoyed that he's gonna get caught. Oh, without he's trying to hide stuff, and that's why he's like. Well, I'll bring you, but I'm going to make it awful so you never want to come again. Secret conversations yep. and stuff. I mean, I just, you can't. And so you're very, 
validated and your displeasure, you're being upset. I get all of that. I don't know if walking to the car and sitting in that was the good idea. I don't no, know. But you're being in this situation, I kind of get it. You're also extremely naive to think that, am I wrong for this? You're not. Just because he has his friends and stuff on his side, that means nothing. No. Friends his friends are, are going to side with him no matter what. And they're car guys. They're, exactly. It's an they interesting always, group. Yeah. It's an interesting group. So, in that in mind, listen, just value yourself yeah. please yeah. just value yourself take a look at the situation if you really like it have a discussion with your boyfriend otherwise I, I'm done I, I, I would have been done this yeah. is dumb this yeah. is it's over anyway with that in mind uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a break here when we get back I, I do wanna hit into the stay at home parent deal yes because that's something that I think you can relate to maybe a little bit maybe I don't know we'll find out so <laughs> Uh, let's talk about that when we get back. We're going to talk about stay-at-home parent couple. Uh, you're listening to Open for Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. We'll see you in a bit. Oh, hey. Solid State Radio. Hey everybody, welcome back to Open for Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. I am your host, Adam the Goat Boy Luthi, and in studio with me is my co-host, Gator Grant. Hi. And Norm... Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me uh, let me get hey, back he's, he's in gonna, position. Hey, oh, there he goes. Hi, there All we right, go. Yeah, yeah All now right. we're back in it. Normally here we do the MIVA hole segment, and we'd be into that, but we kind of were a little long winded with things, and I didn't want to get to this topic because I think it's a good topic, so I want to hit this. We'll hit it, and that is a husband and I agreed that a stay-at-home that she'd be a stay-at-home mom because he made more. I got promoted, and now he wants to change the deal. Okay, he's 27, she's 26. Okay, um, okay, one more time. Husband and I agreed that I'd be a stay-at-home mom because he made more, but I got promoted and now he wants to change the deal. Husband and I made a deal that he would be a stay-at-home? No, she would be the stay-at-home she mom. She would be stay-at-home mom, but she got a promotion. Yep. And now they want to change the deal. He wants to change the deal. Because she got a promotion. Yes. Okay. But anyway, husband and I have been together for 11 years, married for three of them. We're one of those famous school sweet high school sweethearts that actually worked out, you know? Yep. You're familiar with that. I am familiar. Since we were very young, I knew I wanted to get a government position, being vague for privacy reasons, but it's very hard to enter. We're both graduates from law school, and he's the one who put effort into his career. He makes around 100000 a year as a lawyer, and while I work in consulting and also study to enter my dream job, and I make 60000 a year. So, so he, he well. made how much? He made 100 she made 60 Okay. So he had 40 more on her. All right, yep. Okay, during our relationship, whenever we mentioned children, we always agreed that until they start school six years from wh- where we're from, uh, they should have a parent full-time staying with them. Okay. Okay, it seemed logical the parent to do that should be the one earning less. You would think. Especially considering it is only temporary. Right. Okay. 
On to the issue, I finally passed the exam for my dream job, besides making about 120000 a year. Uh-huh. And all the benefits that come with the job, I also get stability, meaning after two years, I can't get fired unless I really, really F it up okay. or quit of my own free will. Right on. We're not planning on having a baby this year, but we're planning for 2022 or 2023. Uh, a few weeks after I passed the exam, he sat me down and said that we, with both our incomes combined, we would be able to hire a nanny and a housekeeper while the both of us work our full-time jobs and our children stay at home. Okay. I asked him why now, especially considering he would be the one to stay at home, and yep. he said he changed his mind. Oh, no. I know he is allowed to change his mind. Yep. And I also know we are a very privileged position to be able to afford quality child care for all our future children. Mm, but yeah. I am wondering why he only changed his mind after he realized that he would be the stay-at-home father and why he was okay with me doing it, but not him. Yeah. I'm having some trouble trusting that all the other promises we made each other will hold if our positions were reversed. Okay, no, no, no. Does anyone have a similar story or advice? And so she went on to go and answer like a bunch of different questions that came about from this. Okay. Okay. So she highlighted things. What if he gets promoted and your dream job paid less than 100000 I'm going to answer these combined because it's the same answer. He wouldn't make me quit my dream job even if it paid me 10k a year. Just as I won't ask him to quit his job even if it made 10 times more. Right. Would you think one of you should why do you think one of you should stay at home? We both grew up with our moms only working part-time. We both agreed it's a positive impact on our development. That's fair. So we decided our children should have the same experience. Yeah. I mean, that's your decision, but yeah, I can see where the logic comes in for that. You can afford quality child care. Why don't you just do it? I haven't talked to him about it, but I believe this is the route we will go down. I mean, it sounds like it's uh, pretty likely. I know he wouldn't ask for me to give up my career, and I wouldn't ask that of him either. While I do believe both of us would be capable stay-at-home parents, I don't think it's fair to force it just because of an agreement we made before we even started trying to have a child. I wouldn't want to risk one of us growing up to resent the other parent or the children. Yeah, that's not a good place to be in either. My favorite one, though, is somebody said, he's a lawyer. He's lying. Don't trust him. This made me laugh. If he's a lawyer and I'm also a lawyer, who's flying the plane? That's the truth. And so, you know, ultimately, they're not making any decisions right now. I'm just happy that he came to me before anything permanent happened. I'm sure we will both talk it out and reach a deal that's good for both of us. I love him, and I regret that I made him look anything less than an amazing person, partner, or friend. Well, fantastic. He sounds like you guys have a good relationship, and you're open to the idea that he's having different thoughts now. And that's okay. So, and this is is my big thing. Like, I wanted to get into this because... one, I feel like there's something you can somewhat relate to. Uh, 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 yeah, I to can. To a certain level. Yeah. Uh, and But the other thing is, is that, like, to me, yeah, it was a great idea because he was making... Uh, you were making good money either oh, yeah. way. You were making a definitely livable wage. Yes. No and question. With his job alone, you could still do that. You could yeah. stay at home, so on and so forth. It's one thing, though, when... You double your income. I mean, yeah, that's a huge bump. I mean, $60,000 more a year on top of what you're yeah. you're making and he's already making. Like, that's it's a significant bump. It's oh, yeah. not like a small little thing. It's not two bucks an hour. And it is <laughs> It is your, also your dream job. Right. So I can see how you could take a look at it and go, okay, this is an entirely different scenario. 
It, 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 it's changed the game quite a bit. I don't, like, I understand how that comes with the idea of the role reversal. I do understand the questions that come in mind and so on and so forth. And it does seem a little suspect that now that this happens. But also, the situation wasn't going to come up unless this happened. Like, you got to keep that in mind. Right. Going forward at with your agreement, it wasn't necessarily with the idea that, hey, if you get your dream job, it's still going to, you know, this is going to fly. Right. It's more of like, a, hey, this is the way things are right now. So, yeah, let's let's pull this off. Right. And then the situation changed. And when situations change, you have to go back to the drawing table. Yeah, you have to reevaluate everything. Now, here's the thing. And you, you, you nailed it right on the head where it's it's fun. Uh, not really fun, but it's something that I think every couple does um, is you contemplate what could happen. And what will happen if this happens? Like, you come up with scenarios and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, like, the wife and I, we did the same thing. We had scenarios that we'd be like, well, if this happens, then we'll do this or whatever. Now, um, you know, when we had our kids anyway, um, you know, we did have that conversation of this and that. But at the time anyway, like, my wife and I, we would talk, and especially when my son was born. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when my son was born, you know, like I had a pretty steady job. She had a full time job. You know, it was working out. And so, you know, the question was, you know, does she or do I give up the job or whatever and stay home with the kids and whatnot? But then we looked at it and we're like, no, we can afford, you know, the child care. Yeah. And we both at that time anyway, we were like, no, that's what we need to do then, you know, because she needs to work and I need to work because we need the money to make it. You know, we had to make a certain amount of money and it took both of us to get to that point, you know, and that's, that's something you have the discussion with the couple right there, like with each other, you know, but as time has gone on, you know, there was at one point where I was unhappy with the job I was in. I I wasn't in a good place mentally because of it. Um, Emotionally was an absolute wreck. Confidence was pretty low and there was just, you know, it it wasn't great time. Right. And so at one point, you know, my wife looked at me and she goes, what if you just stay home? Yeah. And I was like, number one, the thought never crossed my mind because we had never been in the position where that's something that could happen. And so I was like, uh, I mean, I'm like, I'm not against it. Yeah. I have no quarrels with it or whatever. You just never thought about it. Right. It had never crossed my mind as an option. And so I was like, well, you know, depending on the job that comes up, because I was looking for a different job and everything. And I was like, depending on what comes down the pipe, if there's anything that's, you know, decent or, you know, worth the investment, then maybe I'll do that. But, you know, if nothing comes through, then, yeah, maybe I get a part time job to just kind of supplement or whatever. And, you know, we go from there. Like there was talk of me going to school, which I nixed that really quickly <laughs> i remember school yeah it's like no i'm not wasting money because uh, i won't go <laughs> um you know but there was there was a conversation and you know we were lucky enough that the job you know that came out of it is one that benefited us quite well yes and so um you it know what's your situation a it, lot. it yes. changed our situation entirely which is this is the, once again this is the point being made right it, there are situation changers game changers complete right. and so this is where it flips which is why it's somewhat relatable is the idea was that i would probably or i might stay home and be a stay-at-home dad which awesome okay i have no more time with the kids are you kidding like i'm the one that gets them on the on and off the bus and i take care of the house and stuff like i'm perfectly content with that like do you know how 
like small projects in my house how quickly they would get done yeah because i'd be so bored (laughs) it's like what did you do i repainted the house third time this week because i just felt like it you know whatever but so i end up getting a job that um flipped the script yeah quite a bit because you know we had talked a little bit and my wife being a teacher and especially during all this was very very difficult yes demanding, Um, very very hard and so what we decided as well was after i got this job and you know um things started turning out a little bit better than we expected yes it was like oh this is better than better than anticipated right i didn't think it would be like this it's gonna be good but not this good right it was like wow this is actually quite nice and um we had another conversation and she was burned out yeah you know she was just absolutely emotionally mentally and physically burned out drained from having to do what she was doing and stuff and so you know um we talked and this and that and she decided you know maybe i need to take some time off and it was like okay you know like i'm one of those people that when my significant other when my wife comes to me and says i'm not doing okay i have something that i need to figure out and in order for me to figure it out i need to take time and figure it out full stop whatever you need to do yes i don't care we will make anything work as long as you are okay i can make anything work i don't care and so she decided to take a little bit of time off and that was great you know it was awesome and it it worked out well what ended up happening is we both kind of talked and said i don't think you should go back i think you need to be done and she kind of said yeah and i was like if you're like and not to sound like arrogant because no. I don't want to sound arrogant. Well, in so this. this is this is the weird thing because people sit there and go, "Must be nice, and right?" All the, you know what? People have different life situations. You're gonna do what's best for you. This situation came up that benefited you, just like the situation with these people. Yeah, they make a lot of money, and that's great. They can afford these opportunities. Then you invest in those opportunities. It's not right. bragging. That's just the life situation. You know, you're not walking around in a jumbo jet and going like, I can go right. to Haiti this week, you know? Right. You're, it's, you're, that wasn't the whole point. No, but. The, the point is, is that you're in a different situation and it has the possibility of change. So you're going to explore that. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, the plus side is, is, um, hang on one second. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So the plus side is, is that everything seemed to work out, you know, um, things ended up turning around and being really good and everything has turned out pretty well and all that. And so, you know, when things change in your situation, you have to reevaluate, you have to figure out what you need to do. And specifically with this couple anyway, you know, you're, you're, you're not pregnant. You don't have a kid on the way. This is all hypothetical too exactly and you know like you said situations change you don't know what's going to happen you you hear this all the time where people go you know i i've never wanted to do this and then they end up doing it because you're not the same person you were 11 years ago when you got married no you're not 22 anymore what is life going to be like crazy right right? no like things happen exactly you know uh if you would have okay so i'll from myself um 10 years ago not six years ago six years ago mm-hmm. the idea of dating somebody who had a child nah right not gonna Wouldn't happen on your no, radar. not gonna no. do it not my thing not my place now 
I don't, it doesn't bother me. It's, you know, it's a different level of maturity. It's a different situation that I'm in. Life is different now. I don't exactly. really have those hangups and stuff anymore. And you can't make an agreement from who knows how long ago and go, this is the guns we're sticking to. Right. Life changes. It does. And you have to work together to get through what you need to. You know, and the plus side is they're having conversations. They have a basis yeah. of trust with each other. And, you know, eventually they're both going to understand that things play out the way they play out. And you got to you have to be willing and open to the change of a situation happening. So with that in mind, the thing going on about, like you're saying, I don't know all the other agreements we made, are those in jeopardy? Don't You're reading too much into it. Right. Yeah, don't, uh, don't bleed this over to everything else in your life. Also keep in mind that like agreements that you make, like everything else in life, anything is subject to change. Right. You have an idea. You have a game plan. You have this agreement because you think this is what's best at the time and what's going to work. Time changes. Things change. Situations change. People change. Right. When this happens, you have to roll with it, which is what you're doing. That's right. what he's doing. He kind of sat there and looked at it and said, you know, we could have done this, could have made all this work, but with this much money piling in, because it's a large motivating factor, with that much money coming in, it's a complete lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me. Like, I, I get the idea of being at home and being there for the kids. A lot of people don't have that luxury to begin with, you know? Right. So, you, yeah, it's a great thing to have. It's a great thing to keep in your pocket. But, like, you got your dream job. He's being largely successful at his job. You have all that money coming. You can't tell me that a hundred and sixty. No, 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 no. $220,000. To help $220,000 a year to help raise a family is going to not be a vast improvement over $100,000 a year. It's, I mean, I, it's money is money. And, is. you know, people say money can't buy happiness and this and that. And they're true. You're it's, a liar. No, it's true. You know, I mean, you can make a ton of money and not be happy or not feel like you're doing well. Yeah, um, but money also resolves a lot of those problems it, and a it, lot of it, issues and opens up a lot more doors. I mean, don't get me wrong. It can solve a lot of problems. It can create a lot of new ones, too, which is understandable. But I'm not going to get hung up on the money because you both have jobs that are easily suitable to be able to, su- you know, supply what your family is going to need. You know, if regardless if it's the hundred or the hundred and twenty k, if you want to go based on one, either one is going to be fine. It would be, yes. Yeah, you know, that's fine. But like, just the idea of two twenty as opposed to one hundred or as to one twenty, right? It's such a significant difference. It is, and I mean the way and I it look will at make it, impacts. Here's the thing you could do, and this is you know I I think when we get done with this anyway or whatever i think we'll take a break pretty quick because that way it gives us time for him of the a-hole without it being jumbled nonsense sure. but here's the thing you can do if you're really concerned about it or whatever if you make that much already and your living expenses aren't that high okay she takes the job so you make 100k she makes 120k a year you work that you're not planning on having a kid until maybe next year or the year after which gives you minimum of a year and a half to possibly two years before you're even considering what the next step is here. Right. Okay. If you can live off one income, which if you can, you should, is you take that other 100 or that other 120, I would suggest take the 120 anyway, is you take that and you start stuffing drawers with cash pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Save it away. Rainy day right. funds. You just put that crap away because you're going to have the kid... 
and say you want to take a you know maternity leave for three months whatever sure. i don't care you know you take that for three months then you decide okay i'm going to go back to work for a little bit see what's going on when the kid gets old enough that it's about time for you know maybe preschool or something like that which is what it sounds like they're waiting till the kid turns six yeah that's that another gonna be four or five years by that point, you have over a mil- like close to a million dollars set up. Yeah, I think they were going to do the stay-at-home parent thing for the six years, and then once they're in school, who's going to go back to work? Oh, see, that's completely backwards as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no, I, I think this is the idea for a lot of parents because once they're in school, you don't necessarily need somebody that's home all the time. No, see, it gets more like. I thought the same thing, that when the kids go to school, things will get a lot simpler and, like, schedules will be okay. No, it's a lot harder. (laughs) I'm just displaying what the thought process is. Like, I, you know, it it just, it's... I, I can see where, where the logic is yes. because that's that's the same logic I had. It's just when the time comes, it changes it on ch- its head. And everything it's is subject to change. It's just yeah. what it comes down to is everything is subject to change. And I think that, you know, exploring those options, like, I don't, the stay-at-home thing, I, I can't, I don't know what that's like. That was not the house I was raised in. Right. So I cannot tell you what benefits it has for a kid. Both of you seem to be on board with that, but I well, think we can that, figure things out. But, but I mean, I grew up in a house where my mom, you know, she didn't. She worked some jobs; they were part timers or whatever. But you know, for the most part, she was the stay-at-home mom. And I mean, I can see the impact it has definitely because I've you know been through that. But if you're both working people and want careers and stuff, there's a way to make that work too. Well, absolutely, and that's that's my whole point is that like I didn't have that option. Right, it turned out okay. Things ended yeah, up being all it. right. You'll yeah. make it. Yeah, like, you'll your be kids fine. will be fine. Just really value the time that you have when you are with them because that's the important thing is that time together. Right. Yeah. So uh, discuss. Just discuss. Yeah, you have and to keep talk. An open mind. Be yeah. open minded towards situations. You guys want to be on the same page anyway. That's obvious. So just continue down that path. You're going to be fine. It'll be good. Yeah. You're, you're worrying too much. You are. Absolutely. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to do the Am I the A Hole segment. Yes. I got some fun stuff. We're ready for there. fun. <laughs> All right. So we're you're listening to Open for Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. We'll be back right after this. Stick around. Tattoos are more than art. They tell a story. Your story. And Beyond the Chair Tattoo Studio in Shelby Township understands that. Whether it's your first tattoo or your 10th, a touch-up or a cover-up, Beyond the Chair is here to help you express yourself. And their five-star rating shows they've got the skill to do that better than anyone else. Beyond the Chair also offers body piercing. You can walk right in or set up an appointment. Give their artist a call at 586-799-7293. Beyond the Chair is located on Van Dyke Avenue, just south of 21 Mile in Shelby Township. Hi, my name is Zach Willett, and I work at Woodship's Real American Barbecue in downtown Lapeer. We serve delicious, scratch-made food that we're proud of, from our slow-smoked meats to our hand-cut fries. We work hard to make sure you get the very best. We want everyone who walks through our door to enjoy our amazing barbecue and have the kind of service that makes you feel like family. So come on in and let us serve you a great experience. Woodchips, your everyday family barbecue. 
Welcome to Historic Lapeer. Named for the stone that lined the bed of our river, we are a vibrant small town where our residents proudly walk in the footsteps of fur traders and natives. We are born with an independent spirit, and that spirit has lived with us from the early days of dueling courthouses to the east-west rivalries of dueling high schools. We are an unusual oasis, close enough to be truly connected, far enough to be a place apart. We are proud of our past and excited for our future, from our cool new businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, and boutiques, to the huge support for the theater and the arts. We invite you to discover this place we call home, discover why we say Historic Lapeer, remarkably close. You just can't keep a good show down. The Sessions Concert Series is back. How you doing? This is Adam from Solid State Sessions, and on Saturday, March 27th, I'll be hosting the Sessions Concert Series. It's all taking place at the Corona Road Bar in Flint. On stage are two great bands that I play on Sessions, from Metro Detroit, the Stepmothers, and from Saginaw, the Screaming Casanovas. The show starts at 6, and the bands play till 9. So get out to the Corona Road Bar in Flint on March 27th to check out the Stepmothers and the Screaming Casanovas. Support local music. Hey everybody, this is the hitman Brett Fortney. And I'm Todd Gilbert. Join us every Wednesday night exclusively on Solid State Radio for Hanging with the Hitman. Every week we'll be discussing music, movies, pop culture, current events, basically anything that's going on or anything that comes to mind. So turn it up, come hang with us. There's no better place to hang than with the hitman. Available exclusively on SolidStateRadio.net or the Solid State Radio app. Available on all Android and iOS devices. Swiftlet Technology is a Flint-based engineering services company focused on helping you design a technical solution to your business needs. We offer prototype and proof-of-concept services to help you evaluate your idea or workforce augmentation to help you make your idea a reality. Specializing in electronics and software, our team is ready to help you figure out what to build and then help you build it. Find out more at swiftlet.technology. Uncle Salem here. Join me every Saturday on SolidStateRadio.net and every Thursday on Spock Rock Radio for Blank Generation. Punk, metal, weirdness, and all kinds of mayhem. See you there, 6 p.m. Saturday. When you want to unwind, Cascade Lounge in Metamora has everything you need. Hot food, cold drinks, kino, six pool tables, pinball, darts, air hockey. For the musicians, every Thursday night is open mic night. Then on the weekends, Cascadens has the best bands around lighting up their stage. Cascaden Lounge is located at 4099 South Lapeer Road in Metamora. Give them a call at 810-678-2116. That's 810-678-2116. You deserve to relax, and now you know the place. Cascaden Lounge. Hey, it's the Goat Boy from Open for Discussion, a show where we give the best and worst unsolicited advice. Every week, we ask our audience questions and scour the internet for funny, relatable, and thought-provoking advice that we break down. Ever wanted to know if you're the a-hole in a situation? We got you covered. Join Gator and I every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. for witty banter, insightful conversation, and a general hodgepodge of a good time. Only on SolidStateRadio.net. If you like live music, and I mean really like live music, then you'll like Corona Road Bar in Flint. The CRB has featured live rock for decades with no plans on slowing down. Great drink prices and a warm atmosphere will give you the best live music experience. You'll find the CRB at 3110 Corona Road in Flint. Here's what's going on this weekend at Corona Road Bar. 
Live music is back at the CRB. Join us on Thursdays for Jam Night. Then come out on Fridays and Saturdays for live music from 7 to 10. More info on Facebook at facebook.com slash Bar. Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. We are in the MI the A hole segment. Yeah, Maylene, man, the perfect blend of like Leonard Skinner and metal. <laughs> love it. I love them. <laughs> oh, I love them so much. I can see how that be in your wheelhouse. Oh, definitely. I can't get enough of Maylene when they play. I remember. I remember first listening to. Ma- I'm going to jump in just a minute. I'm sorry. This is just what happens. But yeah. so I remember when I was listening to Maylene a lot. Yeah. Like I mean, through and through, knew the words of the songs. I knew all the songs by heart and like oh, yeah. all that other stuff. And then I was watching Sons of Anarchy. Okay. And on the radio in the car, a Maylene song played. And I remember sitting back and I listened to it or watching the episode. And then that song comes on. And I'm like, Oh, isn't that exciting? Yes. That's a band that not a lot of people know, and it works great for the tone of this show. Holy crap, does that work? <laughs> you remember the movie Super Bad? Yes. Okay, in the house party area, right? They're yeah. up in a bedroom at one point in time. Yeah. There's a poster on the wall. It was one of the posters that I had in my bedroom. Which one is it? It was The Unseen, which is a local, like, not local. They, they're not doing stuff anymore. They were a Boston punk band that okay. was around for a little bit or whatever. And I saw that in the background. I went, one, very weird, because none of them played any punk persona. Right, yeah. So, like, for that poster to, to make be it. there, yeah. it's... Dude, odd, oddly specific. You were excited, though. Oh, super yeah, excited. Like, I'm like, oh, yes, this will other- forever be a movie I will watch now. No, I'll always remember it because I'm like, that's a band that I really dig and is, no one knows about. And Perfect. You know, I mean, punk culture people knew, but you, right. you got to be no, you gotta be hit May- to it. Maylene is one. When I hear someone go, oh, yeah, I was listening to Maylene, it's like, which one? We're friends. Dude, we we have a bond that you don't even know yet. I, I always hope that someone's going to say that with the Gaslight Anthem. Right. I'm always hoping. I'm Dude, gonna they're meet, out there. you got to find oh, them. I know. I'm just hoping like I meet a chick and she's just like, I love the Gaslight Anthem. And I'll be like, do tell me more. <laughs> no, that's that's the immediate, um, here's a ring. You're yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> well, that's uh, my, my newest uh, unattainable crush. Right. It's a weird one because she is a baseball analyst. Well, there you go. Yeah, no, like I've been reading her articles through like MLB.com well, I mean, or whatever. You're a baseball guy. I read all the baseball articles, but I've you know I've sat there and I've li- listened to that and because you know, I pay attention to who the authors are for the articles right. and yeah. stuff. And hers kept popping up, and I'm like, oh, these are really good. Who is this person? Right. And so I looked it up, and I'm like, I. I you love baseball and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've hit my heartstrings. Oh my god! You, I'm like, oh, the baseball conversations would be right. so great because you know so much. Right. Yeah, you know? I need the ground rule double into my heart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and it's just it's, it's a weird one. That's my new one that popped up. I'm like, huh, right. interesting. And I sent something to Sean about it, and he's just like, who the hell's that? Oh, of course. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well. Yeah. Blunt. <laughs> yeah, blunt. <laughs> we should have had him in for the segment. 
right? What's the bluntest thing you've ever said, Sean? Well, let me tell you. Yeah, let me go on a rant here for <laughs> half an hour. Uh, okay. So am I the a-hole for telling my teenage daughter to stay with her aunt because my older daughter didn't want to live in the house? Am I an a-hole for telling my teenage daughter to yep. go live with her aunt because my older daughter didn't want to stay in the house? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sounds like yeah, it, Yeah, right? you're kind of bit. an a-hole there, champ. All right. My wife and I have two daughters, Laura, who's 20, and Lily, who's 15. Laura started. Uh, Laura study, is studying away but came home for the weekend. Okay. Soft college, right? Right. Lily just had her first boyfriend breakup, and it's hit her hard. Well, that's probably going to happen. I can't relate yeah. to it because my kids are little, and they'll never have a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> She's just going to grow up, move out, get married, and have kids. Okay. That's, that's that's the way that's it's going it. to go. That's how it's going to work. I'm not going through okay. the relationship crap. That's fine. Yeah. You know what? If we're still doing this, and I hope we are in like five years, <laughs> let's we'll have that. Five? How old is your daughter? She's eight. Uh, yep. In five years, no. we're going to have this conversation again. Oh, god! When she goes to the movie and holds hands. Not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> Oh, gosh, dude, no, no, it's not only five, it's not five years away, it's like eight years away. <laughs> right? Okay, buddy. I didn't, I didn't get in a relationship when I was 14. <laughs> I did. Uh, no, I'm I'm kidding. My wife oh. and I started going oh, out yeah, when I was 14. Oh, yeah, I forget, you guys were married from 15 years old. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, no. Oh, jeez. Fun fun thoughts. Okay, continue, though. I'm going to keep putting that in the back of your oh, mind from gosh, here on out. Oh, my gosh, it's terrifying. <laughs> Holy cow, I'm an so old I'm an old ass yeah, man. You goat. are an old ass man. <laughs> she's she's been crying in her room the past few days. Unfortunately, Laura is has a bit of a wind up personality and was tormenting her little sister about the breakup, which only upset Lily more. <laughs> She was That's saying great. things like her boyfriend left her for a prettier girl. Oh jeez, deep cuts. And saying she didn't blame him. Etc. Oh man, she's That's really mean, going for That's it. That's just mean. She's going for it. Horrible things. We did tell Laura repeatedly to cut it out because she didn't listen. To the point, Lily went to bed in tears. Right. Well, you would. Oh, I mean, naturally. that's some mean yeah, stuff. That's gonna happen. Laura has eye problems. So the older one has eye problems. She okay. has been very visually impaired since she was a baby. Her current glasses prescription is a negative twenty-eight. Wow, know. that's, yeah, that's significant. And she can't wear contacts. I didn't talk to my buddy about that. No, this, you so wouldn't be able know. to wear contacts. They'd be thicker than windshields. I, I, I wish he was listening. He could chime in and kind of put perspective on this. Right. Um, he woke up, the, or, yeah, we woke up this morning to screaming from Laura's room. Laura had woken up, put her glasses on, but the lenses had been popped out. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like this. Oh, that's so good. Lily admitted to doing it, and she threw the lenses out the window. Oh, that's a little far. We did try to search for them outside, but it couldn't be found. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you took it a step too far. Right. Laura was crying her eyes out, couldn't see anything at all. Right. She does have a spare pair of glasses, but as she only came for a couple of days, she didn't bring them with her. Right. Did she drive home? Uh, I don't... Uh, it doesn't say. You're visually impaired, and I don't know to what level. There is a certain level that you can't drive anymore. Right, naturally. I mean, you can be visually impaired and drive. I right. This is the part where I wish I kind of knew a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Either you know, way. I'd have to ask my friend. To be fair, Lily regretted what she did as soon as she saw how upset Laura was, but <laughs> Laura didn't want Lily near her and begged us to keep her away. My wife's sister lives nearby. I asked Lily to go spend the day there because Laura was blinded and looking after her had to be our main concern. 
I then got a call from my sister-in-law saying, how dare you throw her out for that spoiled bully? Mm-hmm. It's not about spoiling anymore. Laura is blinded and terrified and was too scared to be in the same house as Lily. It was right to ask her to leave until we could get Laura back to her place where her spare glasses were. I do get that it was harsh to just tell Lily to leave, but what else could we have done with our other child being unable to see and crying in fear? Okay. So th- there's there's other people listening right now, and I want to hear their, their take on it. You can just say is or isn't, you know, and that'll tell me if the parent is or not. But... I have, I'm dead set on what I think. I am dead set too. I'm like just buckled You're not going to be able to convince me You otherwise. can't convince me out of this one. Okay. At all. There's no chance. Okay. Okay. Who you want to go first? You want me to go first? You go for it because I, I can read the comments. Okay. I think the parents are a-holes. Okay. Absolutely 100% a-holes on this. Right. Uh, and and I'll, to go further... Yes, she's blinded. Yes, she's terrified. Yes, this is a terrible thing that the the one daughter did. You didn't stop the older one from making her sister go upstairs and cry. You didn't go like, oh, you know, you know, the one that's stuck living with you right. that has to live. That's that's her home. Right. You let her be traumatized by her older sister. She pulled a prank. Yes, a misguided one, not a good one. Well, that's she- arguable. Well, I mean, it's funny. No, it's funny. It's a, it's a misguided prank. It just went a little far. Whatever. It doesn't matter. She pulled a prank. She's apologetic and sorry. Listen, it's not like she's going to stab her. She's not going to kill her. Right. She's also not completely blind. Not she's completely. visually impaired, and it is it is going to be a significant... Without the glasses is probably really, really difficult. It, it, it is. But, you know, I've, I've met a lot of visually impaired people in my life. They know how to function. Yeah, they do. Right. They know how to function without their without theirs. In fact, a lot of them don't like to put their stuff on, and that's another issue right, that's in itself. Right, a whole different ballgame. I lost my glasses. Oh, God. <laughs> where? I don't know. Of course you don't, because you can't see where you left uh, them. I'm going to have to help you look for them, but do you remember when you last had them? Nope, no clue. Sweet. This is going to be a fun day. Yeah. Um, you they know. ended up hiding them somewhere that it would be hard for anybody to find them. Dude, you know how many lost canes I had to find? I'm how sure. do you lose a goddamn cane? <laughs> I don't. You're supposed to use it all the time, right? You need it to literally move around. But they lost them, right? <laughs> it's a sword. <laughs> no, no, you got to correct that immediately. <laughs> you immediately, that's not supposed to happen, right? Mm. Yeah, that, that totally happens though. Let's be real. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes, it did. It happened frequently. I'm More sure. than I would have cared to have. Yes. There's so many corrections here. <laughs> so many. I'm having PTSD. Um, <laughs> so it's, but yeah, like she's fine. She's terrified of her little sister. How about the little sister being terrified of her older sibling who's wiser and has gone through breakups before and has been sad? Has showing, an oppor- has the opportunity to show grace and help her through it. Showing maybe a little compassion. Yeah. Like, listen, I've had, I have interesting sibling relationships. I've never yeah. once been like, oh, they broke up with you. You're heartbroken and, you know, sucks to be you. Right. You probably deserved it. Right. No. Yeah. So I'm right Joe, there with I'm right there with you that the parents are the a-holes 100% because like we said it's a good prank it just went a little bit far because you destroyed property like if you would have kept them somewhere and just been like no 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 you get them back when you apologize yeah like perfect 
absolutely perfect, okay? But you threw him out a window. That's not great. No. Okay. It was far. It wasn't good. It wasn't a good thing to do. It, it was really a good wasn't. prank until you threw it out the window. That's what happened. I don't even know popping out the lenses was all that cool because I, I don't know how funny. that works. Well, I mean, depending on the glasses, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. I just, yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah, so. depending on some glasses, it's really not a big deal whatsoever. But you went too far when you threw them and you didn't have control of them. That's that's the trick. You need to have control. But either way, you're an a-hole for kicking your daughter out because your older daughter doesn't feel safe. Bull, you call that on the carpet immediately. She's not here to hurt you. If she wanted to hurt you, she would have. Yeah. But she didn't hurt you. She just took away the thing you need because you wouldn't shut up. Because you were mean. You were right. vindictive. You did terrible, terrible and things. Here's it the was other th- awful. Right. And the other part of this is like, you know, if you have an older sibling that's away at college and you're still home, Okay, and you're still at home going to high school or whatever, and then they come home to visit. Okay, now I don't know if this is the same for everybody, but it sounds like the same here, and it was the same in my house as well. Is when my brother came home from college, like he he has the he, we didn't really get along very well for that moment sure. because there was just this little bit of back and forth kind of crap or whatever, and you know it came to a head finally, and it ended up that. <laughs> and I'm not too proud of this, but I'm also <laughs> I'm okay with it. I love that. I'm not too proud I of know. this moment. I'm not too proud of it, but I'm okay with it. Is you know, he I gave him enough warnings. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Like not like, you know, hints of warnings where he should have picked up on, but literal warnings. audible me looking at him saying, If you do it again, I'm going to do this. Like this is what will happen if you keep doing this. I'm telling you ahead of time. And he called your bluff. I gave him three warnings. Man, I was fair in my I lines. think that's it's more fair. than enough. Oh, yeah. And he didn't heed the three warnings. And the fourth time he came around to do it, I hit him. Once again, violence is never the answer. I'm not okay with people hitting people. That's not no. okay with me. But at the same time, it's he's my brother. Stuff, it yeah. happens. And so I, I cracked him one good. I didn't hit him in the face, and I didn't hit him in the vital organs. Okay? I did hit him in the elbow. <laughs> the inside of the elbow. Ow! Well, it was the only part I could reach. <laughs> well, that happens. And, I mean, I hit him hard enough that he laid on the ground for a couple hours crying. Well, okay, that's... We ended up having to take him to the hospital to get x-rays because they thought I broke his elbow. Oh, wow. Oh, I cracked him good. Yeah, this is why I've never messed with my brother. Right. I mean, I cracked him good. <laughs> ended up, I didn't break anything. I gave him deep tissue bruising Ooh, oh, wow. in his elbow. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, I, I smacked him pretty good. Weirdest I? case of tennis elbow ever. Oh, yeah. Well, and don't get me wrong, my, my mom ripped into me oh yeah she's like you should have known better this and that and sure i remember looking at her going i gave him warnings i told him what was going to happen well, I, no i mean this is so this is sibling rivalry yeah sibling, it's a sibling stuff. whatever it happens it's it is what it is but there are repercussions to actions you right. did give warnings i'm on your side on this one personally yeah but but I mean, it wasn't the greatest. No, but, it's not the greatest choice. But, you know, dude, if I sit there and decide that I'm going to poke at my MMA brother. Right. For like <laughs> and he gives you a warning. Eventually, you need to understand that the warning is real. <laughs> I mess with him sometimes and I'll put my fists up and I'll go, ha, 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 ha. And he'll like quick swing at me by my face. Right. And I can't see it because right. it's that quick. Because right. he does this for a living. Right. You know not to poke the bear. I've met your brother. I like your brother. He's a fantastic guy. He's a guy. great fantastic guy. Fantastic human being. Yeah. 
He has the same build I have. <laughs> no, you don't poke the bear. You're right. a moron at this point. I mean, hindsight being 2020, would it have been more beneficial that when he did whatever he did, that I just tackle him and put him in a hold where it's like, sure, tap or I'm, you know, just tap or it's get more painful. Like, that's all that's going to happen. Yeah, that would have been a better choice because I could have done that. It's tough, though, to get those lean guys in holds. Uh, the house isn't that big. I know, but <laughs> I'm just saying, try oh. to get me in a hold. I did. More <laughs> than once. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I won. I won once. Okay. I think you po- I think my brother told you to poke me in the ribs. No, I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know remember. what happened. But I'm good at getting people in holds because my my. Yeah. Forearms are like I can strangle somebody because right. you can't get out from that thing. Once it's in, it's in. Yeah. But no, and so, you know, Take that's that the whole people. <laughs> right. That's the whole thing is that there's always another option. There's always another there course are, of action to be able to get children. your point across or your point across or whatever. Now, like I said, the prank is a great prank. That's perfect. The only issue I have is that you went just a step too far. And you lost them. Yeah. That doesn't mean you get kicked out of the house. That's your home. That's your home. That's yes. still your sister. That's still your mom. That's still your dad. That's still your house. At the end of the day, it needed to be worked out. The older sister having this much of a breakdown over it, grow up. Listen, it sucks. And, and like, I get it. That's a tool that you need. You need. You right. need that tool. It's a very important thing. And it was something that was taken in my, my mind too far, whatever. But... My big issue is you sat there and said the most hurtful things to somebody who's in a point in time where their growth and development is all hormonal and tough to deal with. Right. They're going through something that they've never gone through before. And you can only imagine what the self... I know what the self-esteem was because I was there. I was beaten you know? down to nothing. Yes. You were in an awful place. And this person comes home for the weekend and your safe place... This is the only place you feel space... Er, the only place you feel safe. And you can't even get away from the nonsense there. And they're making it worse. They're digging daggers in, and it's not just like little bits and pieces. No, no there's the full-on assault. Those <laughs> two examples that were given are things that I would have a hard time saying to some of my worst enemies. It's a brutal comments for sure. I you, you can't. What are you talking about? Ooh, she doesn't feel safe. How about the person who is a minor that is stuck in your home? Right. You need to look out for them. The older one can figure things out. She's the one that doesn't feel <laughs> safe. She jumped to this conclusion because you two jack wagons that are a holes. Right. Decided, ah, girls will be girls. They're just, you know, sibling stuff. Right. Yeah, as your daughter's in tears, you know, well, we told the one that it was real bad. Do something about right. it. Do, Do something. Do more than just say it. Come on. Oh, that wasn't very nice. No. You know, the aunt's right. The other one is a spoiled crybaby. Yeah. Get the aunt it. called it clear. Yeah. No question. You need to be put in check. Yeah. And the fact that you don't see that something's wrong, your failures as parents. Screw yourselves. <laughs> Going deep? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm blunt. I don't care. Right. No, parents are the a-holes. No yep. question. What do people say? Um, nobody said anything. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, you said their sad. responses. I thought there would be. This is a pretty easy, you That's know. a slam dunk. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is the this is the pot fly. Like, <laughs> not even the one you have to run to. The one that you just put the mitt up and it... You know, this is the Sandlot pop fly. Okay, Just okay. put your mitt in the air. I'll hit the ball into it. <laughs> That's all I need you to do. Okay. 
Um, we got one more topic, and we're gonna have to rush through this. One. Yeah, we only got like five minutes, so. But it's a smaller one. Okay. Okay. Cool. And this is: Am I the a-hole for not wanting my best friend's boyfriend to come on a trip I'm paying for? My best friend's boyfriend? Yep. No, you're not an a-hole. Okay, here we go. I'm 21. I'm planning a trip to Italy in 2022. Sweet. Right? Fun. Yep. I want to go for two weeks, but my boyfriend can only go for one week. I decided that my boyfriend can only go for one week. I can fly my best friend out there for the second week, and we can have a girl's week. Fantastic. Yeah, it sounds great. The problem is her boyfriend is controlling. He doesn't want her to go without him. He's worried she will cheat, which she never has and never would. She pretty much said that her boyfriend will fly himself out for the second week to tag along. I flat out said no. I will just fly someone else out for the second week. Yep. That hurt her feelings because obviously she wants to go and thinks I'm being unreasonable for not wanting him to come. I will not become the third wheel on my own trip. Darn right. Especially when I don't like him (laughs) and when I'm the one paying for it. Yep. I have a, like, she wouldn't be paying for the boyfriend to come out there, but she'd be paying for her friend. Yeah, so, no. So it still becomes, like, a trip that she's paying for, like, the romantic getaway still or half a, of it. You still know? not an a-hole. Yeah. No, that's that's, and that's what I'm getting at. Oh, um, okay. Uh, I have a very good job and thought it would be nice to fly my friend to Italy with me and pay for accommodations and everything. She's saying he won't let her go if he doesn't go. I have a hard <sighs> time seeing how he wouldn't want her to go experience something like this and would say, no, it's Italy basically for free. It's literally a week. A week. So am I the a-hole? No, nope, not the a-hole. Boyfriend's the a-hole. I mean, and no, the friend is the a-hole. Like the boyfriend friend. is the big a-hole because it's controlling, and it's a, but yeah. that's a different situation in itself. The friend is also an a-hole to be guilt-tripping somebody and going, hey, it's not a big deal. What do you mean it's not a big deal? This is a friend's getaway. She's paying for you to come out there to spend time with her, and you want to bring someone else along? Right. No, it was no. a trip she made for herself. She wants you there to experience it so you both can have a good time. Exactly. No, and I mean, the boyfriend is the a-hole for being that controlling in the first place. And well, if you're worried that she's going to cheat, like, how insecure are you, bud? Oh, this is this is the thing. I By no means did I say the boyfriend's not an a-hole. Right. In this situation, he is not part of it. He shouldn't have any no. relevance here. He is an a-hole on his own level that has a lot of growing up to do and is ridiculous. And she should go to Italy, leave him back, and then just disappear. Right. No, the only way he's part of the conversation, as far as I'm concerned, would be like if they were married and she had a job and they had like a responsibility, like a kid. Yeah. Oh, then yeah. it's like, um, okay, we need to talk. We need to figure things out. It's not that I don't want you to go. It's that we need to get things figured out before you can. Because we do have responsibilities here at home. But a boyfriend, girlfriend, where maybe they're living together, but probably not. And the only idea behind it is you can't go because I can't go. Yeah. That's not a, you know. You're a selfish little douche. Yeah. Your situation (laughs) is, hey, let's be responsible adults and make sure our kids are taken care of and that the house is being under control and all this other stuff. You go and have fun with your friend. I don't need to be part of that. We just need to figure things out. Yeah. Adult life. Um. Yeah, Kath, Kathy agrees as well. She goes, nope, the friend and boyfriend is an a-hole. Dump his ass. Well, yeah. Well, a money sign, money sign, but yeah. yeah. Got to make it classy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to, you got, you have to. Like, this is not good. It's a toxic relationship. It's an awful thing. I mean, the idea, I cannot imagine being with somebody and they're like, yeah, me and my best friend are going to go on this trip. And me being like, oh, you can't go unless I go. Right. Uh, bye. No. 
No. <laughs> See Go have fun. Have fun on right. your trip. Enjoy. Have a great time. That sounds like an amazing opportunity. Can I, I get, can you bring me back something? Yeah, yeah. Like that's a, like a t-shirt. Oh, I wish I could go do something like that. You know what? Let's plan for the future. Maybe right. we can go to do it, this if tell you me like if it. It's, tell me if it's worth it. Maybe we'll plan our own trip, too. Right, because you know what I don't want to do? Have a romantic getaway to Italy and then having somebody's friend there the entire yeah, time. Yeah, screw that noise. Like, there's there's nothing good about any of this. No, it's your trip. This is something you want. You're doing for you. Right. Yeah, it's about you. That's fine. You're not an a-hole. Not even a little bit. Not even close. Especially yeah. with the amount of money that that would take. It's stupid. That's expensive. Expensive. Get rid of this guy. Yeah. Just get rid of this guy. Get rid- have a good time like in him. Italy. Yes, go. Go Dump find your boyfriend. The- yeah. Go have a great time <laughs> exactly. with your friend in Italy. Find a nice, suave Italian guy. Ah, yeah, there you yeah, go. There you go. Yeah. Cafe Latte. <laughs> hey, guys, you've been listening to Open for Discussion on SaltStateRadio.net. I hope you have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Sunday. See ya. Bye. Solid State Radio. Your alternative for local talk, local sports, and local music.